0: Welcome back to the Beef Sticks Podcast in the Holy
1: Grail. It is holy shit, as Corey Graves would say. <laughs> <laughs> and that he would, and, and he has. such good holy shit, as Vince McMahon would say.
0: <laughs> oh, with, with that being said, we've got a jam-packed episode. We're expecting we're going to go long. We don't know. We might be able to, to knock it down. We're, we're expecting not sure. to
1: go long and jam-packed like your mammy.
0: Oh no, that's your one per video. <laughs> yes, as he says. No, I, I
1: get I get two per video because I'm not a <laughs> oh, pussy like that guy. Uh,
0: I, I hear you. I hear you, <laughs> folks. Just uh, just for your uh, amusement, this isn't airing on the Fourth of July, but we are legitimately recording this on July Fourth, Independence Day, which makes
1: this our second July Fourth recording session in beef sticks. Maybe third. Oh my gosh, Did we do it the first year too? I don't know. I think we I were close.
0: Know. I know we've recorded on Vince's birthday twice. <laughs> That's the thing when you when it when we could be fluid about what day we actually record, we could hit up multiple holidays every fucking year if we choose. There to. There you go.
1: Yep, make it an annual thing.
0: An anal thing. We're gonna annual. make it an anal thing. Annual. And if you like anal, you're gonna love Qualities. Stacy, tell them <laughs> all about
1: it. That's right. Qualities T-shirt company owned and operated by my good friend that dude Saint, bringing you your custom tea needs. With sublimation, heat transfer, vinyl, and decals, he's got occasions for your special gifts for your loved ones, sports team shirts, you know, for your leagues, gotta get them bar sports in, folks, weddings, concert merch, and t-shirts for any occasion, high quality, very nice products, I can't say enough good things about qualities and then there's Monster Wear Clothing. Yes, my good friend Corey Matthews owns and operates this company, and they bring you your small run or bulk orders on decals, stickers, T-shirts, hoodies, hats, glassware, jerseys, and many other types and styles of fabrics. That's right. If you need it custom, they'll slap it on it. Along with custom graphics and logo design services, offered Monster Wear Clothing is your one-stop shop everything you need yes and And everything you're gonna
0: need to succeed in this galaxy you're gonna find at the galactic get down outer space themed
1: music and camping festival it's coming up stupid fast folks
0: And we are going to get stupid when we're there. Yes, we talk about it so much. We've talked about it multiple years, and we're talking about it again. This year, it is July 18th through the 28th. That is right. It's already this month coming up. It's going to be found at the Outback Ranch, located in the stunning Houston, Minnesota. That's right, folks. Houston, we have a party. This is definitely, definitely a can't-miss event Interstellar throughout the universe. It's hosted by your funky friends, Dead Larry. But don't forget, we got the funky frog legs with us. We also have the funky fish bean Jeffrey. And we also have the slamming Sammy Danger Strings. And the bodacious Bob Pat Band. Yes. The Ginger Gin strings. The spectacular space monkey mafia. The powerful Porky's Groove Machine. The xenophobic Zach Deputy. Zach Deputy. I know that's weird, but I had no other, you know. He's not really xenophobic, folks. I just, I was trying to. Either or. And we also have the wonderful Whiskey for the Lady. Both the music and the drink. Folks, do not miss out. Come visit the cloud style Broadcasting Tent to see your boy, Pasty White, your boy, Fat Mac, your boy, Strategy, and everyone else involved. We're going to have swag, and we're going to get you on the mic if you come at the correct times. We are recording. We are putting on shows. We're putting on events. We're putting on games. We're going to have a lot of fun.
1: We always do, and I think it's a wonderful way to spend the weekend. We get to sit and enjoy all the music and talk with all the people. And we get to be comfortable while we do it. That's good. It's great stuff. It's good. I'm looking forward to this year more than any other. And this is the most like variety I think we've ever had on a Galactic Get Down lineup, and it's going to be tantalizing. And also, this just in this week, folks. If you can't make it for the whole weekend, but you still want to come out for the main event, seventy five dollars for day pass tickets for Saturday, folks. Come on down and get down. That's the price of the gate.
0: Oh, you can't beat that. If you can't knock a whole weekend out, and we know things happen, you got stuff going on. Some people just can't knock out a whole weekend. 75 bucks, come and get the best of everything. This is like your main event. This is like the big show. This is like your WrestleMania. Come check it out. It's worth the 75 bucks for sure. Yes,
1: and Saturday music runs from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Yes. it's a lot of music. Oh, I love it.
0: It is awesome. Go out there, enjoy yourself, enjoy the music, enjoy nature. Yes. Somebody else who enjoyed nature, Pasty, is Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. But
1: not Nature Boy Rick Flair. He hated nature. No.
0: He, he does not like nature. In fact, he's a big proponent of, of the oil industry. <laughs> uh, he, he voted for Trump He's the twice. leading cause
1: of deforestation across the he's, planet.
0: He's a horrible, horrible being. <laughs> we know that. But folks, this week in pro wrestling history... On June 30th, 1961, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers defeated Pat O'Connor in Chicago, Illinois, where you can find the next AEW All Out. All out. And uh, Buddy Rogers beat Pat O'Connor to win the National Wrestling Alliance, yes folks, NWA World Heavyweight Wrestling title for his first time in front of 38,000, I'm sorry, 38,622 fans. a lot fans better than 300. Way better. <laughs> At Comiskey Park, which set a new North American professional wrestling attendance record in addition to the 148,000 gate in ticket sales, which was a professional wrestling record as well. Ow! That's hot. I, I think most people know the names Nature Boy, Buddy Rogers, and Pat O'Connor, but some of our younger listeners may not. Hit up your YouTube machine and put either of these two guys in. It's not the same kind of wrestling you get from nowadays, but these are two of the godfathers of wrestling. These are golden era golden boys. Yes. And for those of you who may not have figured out, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers was who inspired the Nature Boy Ric Flair. And Nature Boy Ric Flair will tell you
2: Buddy Rogers
0: was greater than him.
1: (laughs) Stole it. Stole it. Yes, yes, it's a golden time, as you had said, for wrestling fans everywhere. Not only is All Elite kicking off, I mean, we just got another free event from them, which was pretty good. Free event. Pretty good for a free show. No complaints for a free show. We'll get into that in a little bit. But we
0: have complaints. (laughs) Yeah, we do have
1: complaints. (laughs)
0: But for free, you got your money's worth. But
1: not only that, but this week ron smackdown saw some improvement enough to bring me back to the table at least the hulu table some changes yeah some uh actually very decent changes um one i want to point out that nobody's really talked about is um i can't remember i think it was the new day all three members of the new day i could be wrong versus it was it was samoa joe had attacked kofi or whatever and they set up the oh, match. Oh yeah, it, it was
0: a it was a tag team, and then the commercial break came. And since they can't wrestle during commercial breaks, they restarted as a six
1: man. But putting putting Samoa Joe with the Viking Warriors, mwah. Was it exquisite, awesome? exquisite. Nice. Paul Heyman, and this wasn't the only match where it was like, holy shit! No, they announced Undertaker and Roman Reigns would be teaming up to face Shane McMahon and and uh, Drew McIntyre. And if you're gonna use Undertaker, that's how you fucking do it. I like it. I like it because he doesn't have to put all the effort in the ring.
0: I agree, but um, we're not going to go into this long. But my, my feeling is the only reason Undertaker should be there is to put over Drew
1: McIntyre.
0: Mm. And I have a feeling that's not what it's going to be.
1: But And then how about Maria Canellis calling Mike her bitch? And <laughs> saying she wished she was impregnated by Becky. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: that was kind of cool. How could this
1: happen? I don't know how this could happen seeing as you're not enough man to get the job done, man. God damn it. Yes. I love it. And and I think everybody assumes that WWE has some kind of crazy heat on her because she was, didn't want to fight Becky and she said she was pregnant. I think that's all story folks. So don't get your panties in a bunch. I think it was I the mean, story that Paul Heyman know. thinks that Vince should have did when he signed them in the first place when she was knocked up right away. You know what I mean? Right. So he's like, well, let's just do it again. And Paul Heyman will be the guy to pull the. Oh, she got hit. She she, she had a miscarriage. Oh my gosh! It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> and honestly, he's done it before. Mike Kanellis is in great shape, and I cannot wait to see him versus Seth Rollins for the championship. Does he deserve it? No, not really. But I would like to see that. Yes. So yeah.
0: Um, they also we gotta we have to mention they. Uh... Ron Strowman and Bobby Lashley, quote unquote, destroyed the stage at WWE Monday Night Raw. And so it seems as if we're going to have a makeover of the set of WWE Monday Night Raw overdue, overdue. Yes. Although Strowman
1: may have ruptured his spleen (laughs) storyline, right? He should come back with spleen from um, from alive. Mystery Men. Uh, not
0: only that, he what was it, my dislocated finger. his pelvis or did something to his Yeah, body.
1: something. Yeah. He thrust it to it.
0: And Bobby Lashley was released. My only
1: complaint about that whole gimmick is they used way too much pyro to try to sell the fact that it was like a transformer exploding in the background.
0: Right. Not only that, but the fact that Corey Graves said, holy shit. And everybody's <laughs> like, oh my God. He screwed up. He said, holy shit. And com even put a thing like, oh, we had to find Corey Graves. Right. Wah,
1: wah. Oh, it was so funny because later in the show, he said something about, he called somebody a bitch. And then Renee is like, I hope they find you for that. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which is funny, because don't forget, folks, Raw is on a seven-second delay, yeah. so if Corey Graves had said holy shit without being scripted to, they would have just bleeped it Yeah, up.
1: and they did They did say bitch like five or six times between the two shows, this, so.
0: This has Paul Heyman's, well, <laughs> to be fair, Vince McMahon brought back bitch a while ago yeah. trying to act like he's peachy. But it was they only like
1: once a show it was line. allowed or whatever.
0: But, um, but yeah, you, you can see Vin, um, Heyman's fingerprints on this, which is good. Very good. Yeah, it feels um, different.
1: It feels better. It feels more cohesive. Smackdown
0: has a new um, logo that they're going to be busting out. I'm pretty sure I put it on the Facebook page. Uh, there was a this was God a couple few weeks ago. Yet yeah, that, that that got unveiled. So there's a new logo for SmackDown for when they moved to Fox. So they're going to try to make the two com- the two brands look very different. Yes. Will they be any different? Um, that depends on how much Vince lets Heyman and Bischoff continue to run the shows their way. Right. He could. Vince is notorious for giving somebody two, three weeks to do something and then just changing his mind.
1: I also SmackDown did feel different as well, but I can't confirm that that uh, Bischoff is running it yet because from what I had heard, Bischoff wasn't going to start running it until after Extreme Rules, which comes up like next weekend. That's possible. So. But either way, it feels I, different, so good. That is That alone is a plus. <laughs> yeah. They needed to shake something yes. up. Whether
0: it works or not, they're, they're showing us that they're trying. They did
1: call up that the tag team that just won the NXT tag champions, but they, they aren't called Street up. Roberts. They're just wrestling on Raw, and, and they're still on NXT, which I think is it's the Street way to Roberts. go. Show them off. I don't know how necessary they are. Is it Street Profit? Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, that, that's kind of cool. A good way to introduce them while still keeping them fresh down and in, in the land of good wrestling. Mm. I like that. Um, I was going to mention one more thing before we moved on, and I've already forgot what that was. <laughs> there, there was so, a I lot only... of
1: good. There was a lot of good. I didn't really have any complaints. Some of the stuff was still kind of hokey, but I understand, like, Haven can't just, fix everything in one episode. He's got to run out these storylines that are already there. I'm hoping, I'm really hoping Undertaker, what he said is true and he takes Shane McMahon's soul and therefore Shane goes away for a while or something. But I I hope there's like something storyline where Shane loses his soul to the Undertaker.
0: It would be good to see the Vince's all, or the McMahons all get off of TV. And uh, it would be good to keep Heyman
1: and bischoff off tv it'd be fun to have them on tv i i think you keep them off keep them off because even even it won't won't happen though he wasn't on the entire episode there was many thank you Heyman, chants throughout the night we won't keep them off
0: completely because they're i I guess in all honesty they're both just too good of actors and characters that you know they're not going to keep them off because they are both great characters Mm. um but it would be great if they could just keep them off the air or just use them Remember, you might be too young yet, Pasty, but Jack Tunney was the president of WWE. And he'd only show up maybe twice, three times a year when something really big happened that involved Hulk Hogan and and we needed the president to step in. If we could do something like that, where you only seen Heyman maybe four times a year and it really meant something.
1: Like Brock Lesnar's here for an episode.
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) I like where things are heading, and I'm going to continue to tune in. I know you have plans on tuning in going forward as well.
0: I'm going to work on it. Our, our wrestling schedule won't be as busy as it's been this week. But had, <laughs> it's still rough. Uh, like four shows to watch this week, three shows to watch this week, and um, along with trying to catch SmackDown or Raw, along with it being obviously Independence Day and the first week of summer and so much stuff. Yes, and I've been dog sitting. That takes time out of my day.
1: So much yeah. time. Ah, but yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's good. It's good. And another thing I think is good is the fact that uh, AEW Fighter Fest was a bit of the middle of the road show. A lot of people might be it's wondering, Pasty, why you- do you think that that's good? Because. AEW has literally gone all out since their inception and if they keep it up there's no way they can ever back it off that is true and and this was a free show we didn't pay for it. it's
0: not as good if you're one of the people that came there live and paid for your ticket right (laughs) that's the only place that it kind of really hurts is the folks that actually paid for their tickets for us at home free show yeah awesome Riddles overseas, I think they still had to pay for this. I think it was like a twenty dollar one on Fight TV. I might be wrong about that.
1: If you had a friend to go in on it with, I could see it to be worth twenty bucks.
0: <laughs> with that being said, let's let's just um uh, let's break it down. Let's just rapid let's rapid fire the pre-show, Pacey. because Yes indeed. Otherwise we're gonna spend hours shitting on it. <laughs> so let's just rapid fire the pre-show. Started out with the three-way tag match. The best friends, Chucky e. T and Trent Breda taking on SoCal Uncensored featuring Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian because, of course, uh, Christopher Daniels is on later in there. And the brand new private party consisting of Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn.
1: Yes. Uh, private party got off some good stuff. I, I can understand why the Young Bucks liked them a lot. This was a decent match. Uh, best on the pre-show. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, arguably one of the best on the whole show. I would. Argue. I'd say,
1: yeah, it's definitely up there, upper half of the. Card. I think.
0: I think this match was made to showcase Private Party. I think that's why it happened. I honestly thought that they were gonna win it, um, but they didn't. Uh, best friends ended up winning it, even though they probably did the, probably were the least uh, exemplary in the whole match. I would say. I think SoCal and Private Party stole the match. Um, I, I see a lot of people online bitching because now the best friends are in the tag team tournament to crown. Oh, the they tag just team got the buy, which means they and won't win SoCal it. Cal uncensored aren't going to be in it, and they definitely should. And private party doesn't get a chance to be in it. And as you just said, pasty, yes, this isn't to be in. The tournament. It's to get a bye past the first right. round. So now every, these two teams are still going to be in every the tournament. Every
1: tag team they have will be in the tournament. They need every yeah, tag team they, they have. they don't have enough. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. They, they get a bye, which I, I I'd have to assume Cody
1: is, and Dustin will even be in the tournament.
0: Uh, I would think they would be. And, and I think that's good because out of these three teams, the best friends is probably the team I don't need to see wrestle five, six times right. or however yep. many they're going to have. They're going to put on a very similar match each time where we know so SCU awesome. They're, they can come up with something different and fresh with everybody. And from what we've seen from Private Party, especially Mark Quinn. Mark Quinn stole the show from <laughs> yep. me. This motherfucker <laughs> was just fucking amazing. And I, I, loved, I loved everything they did here. Um, I took notes on the main card because I watched the main card first. I went back just this morning and caught the pre-show. And I'm forgetting notes that I had mentally put in my mind. But there were some really cool moves. Um, Oh, there was a really good move that was... Mark Quinn did a vertical leap into a Frankenstein. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. And then
0: what did Isaiah, Isaiah Cassidy follow? Oh, oh, he ended up, uh, he hit a cutter. He did yep. a, a springboard there you cutter go. from the outside. That was fucking so Mark sexy. Mark Quinn did a vertical leap into a Frankensteiner, meaning he went from the mat to the guy's head, Frankensteinered him or or would him or whatever, and as he was flipping, then Isaiah Cassidy Caught springboarded in and hit the cutter. That was so just good. fantastic. And... And so beautifully put off by by everybody Mm. involved. I don't even remember who they hit it on. I want to say Trent Beretta, but I I don't know.
1: I I do want to point out, this is exactly the way you need to bring in new talent to your company across the board, because you put them over better than anybody else in the match, but they still, you know, didn't win. It went to the more veteran team, which makes a whole lot of sense, you know, because it it, it, you know, if this was five years ago, the best friends would be that job or team. You know, you got to lose to earn your place, pay your dues. You know, it's, yeah. yeah. WWE, we don't put up with that bullshit. Like if, if our guy gets called up, but that's, I think it's NXT's fault because in NXT, they win, they win, they win, they come up and then it's, they got to go through that process of you're going to. But I
0: think sometimes, yeah, sometimes I mean, they should yeah. win their first out. Yeah. In
1: the, in the occasion of like a ricochet. Yes.
0: So, all in all, um, this this match, the last thing I'm going to say about it, should have been the first match on the card or the third match on the card. Um, Ooh, back
1: to SmackDown for just very, one second. Just wait a okay. second. Or at
0: very least, the last match on the pre-show because... The pre show went to shit after this, and the crowd let it be known. Go ahead, Pasty, with your SmackDown yes, update. Back
1: to SmackDown. Mustafa Ali cut a backstage promo, and I swear to God, it wasn't scripted, or at least he wrote it and it was approved by the writers. Cool. It was really cool. And it was very not what he's been like. So it's, it's yeah, good.
0: <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing it because I still do plan on watching uh, Ron SmackDown over this weekend. All right. Up next, we had uh, Allie versus we have Leva Bates, which was preceded by the two librarians, Leva Bates and, um,
1: whatever his name is, Mustache Boy. Uh, oh I my can't God, remember I his name his ever. Name, but
0: yeah, um, this just killed the crowd. It was bad. The crowd was not into it at all. Nobody gave a shit. And I said this to you pre-recording, and I'm going to say it on the record, pasty if this librarian gimmick keeps up Neva Bates will be in AEW as long as she was in NXT no she'll be
1: better remembered as blue pants that's for sure
0: which is sad because that just wasn't good enough no no it
1: wasn't Uh, she's so good and she deserves so good and I don't know if there's some kind of genius creative like lampooning behind this that I'm just not seeing I, I don't know they seem to be the only ones on the roster with any kind of a dumb fucking gimmick.
0: Well, I mean, there's Jungle Boy and
1: Luchasaurus. No, that's cool. I like their gimmick. That's cool. That's like, like New it, Day. You know, that's, but that's it's like...
0: legitimately just a gimmick. Yeah. I mean, they're... So there. Well, are Luchasaurus some gimmicks, is a good wrestling.
1: but yeah.
0: Yeah, wrestling should have gimmicks. I'm not dis. I'm not saying that <sighs> they shouldn't. I'm saying that this one doesn't work, and this will be a good tell on if AEW is more Vince McMahon, or if AEW is more Paul Heyman. Mm -hmm. Are they going to listen to the audience, or are they going to double down on what they want to happen, because this just wasn't good.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, Allie won. (laughs)
0: Allie won. Allie is amazing. She never lets me down. Um, Leave is an amazing wrestler, but... She she tried too hard with this librarian gimmick always doing the shushing and everything and it just it took a lot away from this. Mm. If this was the first time I seen Leva Bates, I would not be a fan of hers.
1: You know, you could do the librarian gimmick without the shh. Yeah. you could.
0: Um, you know, Ms. Besides, Hancock I mean, was it wasn't even the it's 2019.
1: You ain't got a nobody in the library cuz there ain't nobody in your fucking library. Yeah, it's 2018.
0: <laughs> there isn't a library. Where's the Wikipedia gimmick? Come on, it should be Levapedia! The
1: moderator of Wikipedia. And, and, and
0: Wiki, whatever that fucker's name is. I still can't think of his name. I haven't searched it on Google and I can't find him. <laughs> Nobody cares about him. Oh,
1: man. Uh, he, Peter Avalon. Peter Avalon. He reminds me of um, Mrs. Stunt Double Bodyguard, fucking. What was his name?
0: Oh, um. Oh, it's so hard! Yeah, the intellectual. Yeah,
1: yeah, that guy. Okay, that's all right. (laughs) Moving on. We
0: had a match that shouldn't have existed a hardcore match. Michael Nakazawa defeated the head of a computer gaming company.
1: Yeah, he did in a hardcore match. Uh, Thank God Michael Nakazawa won because that was like. uh, He's entertaining to watch, which kind of saved the match a little bit, but. Oh
0: yeah, he's fun with his baby oil
1: and everything. was hard to watch, and I get it. He's not a wrestler. He tried real hard. You could tell he was trying hard and I give him props for that, but you could tell oh, he, he was he trying hard and I hate that.
0: <laughs> yeah, he put everything into Yeah. It, for sure. Um it, it had to be a hardcore match too, because this would have been so He almost killed Michael Nakazawa though one wrestling match dropping him on his fucking it been head. Awful.
1: Yeah. You remember that? Dropping Michael right on his fucking head? That pissed yeah. me off. I'm like, yeah, get this guy out of the ring. I'm pretty sure Michael Nakazawa can handle being dropped on the head, but Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. Jesus Christ couldn't. No. I agree. So that was the pre-show. Unnecessary, unneeded. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah. Three-way match was awesome, but uh, putting it at the beginning, just they should have finished with that.
1: Yep. That should have been on the main card. (laughs)
0: It <laughs> they should've. They should have. They easily could have could have put a couple other things on there instead. Um But starting with the first match of the actual pay-per-view, we had Shima defeat Christopher Daniels. This match was nine hours and forty not nine hours. Oh my god. It would have killed the crowd. Yeah. It was <laughs> nine minutes and forty seconds, almost ten minutes. Um what do you gotta say, Pacy? I know what I have to it say. It was
1: a kickoff match. that's that's what i got to say i don't know i i probably wasn't paying as much attention as i should have coming off of the pre-show that kind of made it difficult you had the benefit of not watching the pre-show before you watch the main card so props to you right
0: (laughs) um so here on my notes i got this is a straightforward match it was really fun but didn't over wouldn't overshadow the rest of the show which is key for an opener yes Shima and Daniels needed to put on a good match to get the crowd back because the pre-show was that bad. And thankfully, they did. I think they got into it, and I think the crowd ended up getting into it. But they had to bring them in. They weren't into it at first. I thought this was the perfect opener for this show. And, pasty, consider the ages of these two. Yeah. Shima is 41 years old. Christopher Daniels, folks... Christopher Daniels is forty nine. Jeez, he's almost fifty, and he's, he's putting still got on twenty years Four left star him. matches, he does easily, and people forget. Pasty, if you go along long back, you remember way back in the day. Um, there was the 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 Ministry of Darkness with the Undertaker, yes. right? And there was the there was the higher power that was telling Undertaker what to do and all that, right? It was me all along. Yeah, it led to that classic line, which was just awful. People forget Christopher Daniels was the one who was supposed to be the higher power, and that was how many years ago that he was supposed to be in a main event run in WWE. Uh,
2: that
0: was supposed to be the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. It only got nixed because Vince McMahon back then was still a big size guy, yeah. and he looked at Daniels against Undertaker and was like, "Why would Undertaker listen to him?
1: <laughs> Why would he listen to Paul Bear? Because like, he's heavier yeah, it's than like, him." It's, <laughs>
0: It's, it's because of the psychology Vince that's what it is and Daniels can show psychology right. I think Daniels would have been way better as the higher power than Vince McMahon who we had just seen you know with Austin could you imagine Christopher Daniels versus um, Stone Cold Steve Austin at a pay-per-view that would have been awesome holy shit
1: so, hey, yeah, I, I never know we could still get it
0: <laughs> we still well no Stone Cold ain't ever wrestling
1: never say that never I'm in pro 100% wrestling 100% sure of
0: but um, I liked this as an opener, considering this being the opener and, and who these guys are and everything. I had so much fun. I I scored this one a B. I don't know if we're ranking all the matches, but I did just to come up with a <laughs> rank for the pay-per-view itself. Yeah, yeah. So I gave it a B. I thought this was the perfect way to start the
1: match, or the show, I should say. Yeah, it was. it was definitely, like I said, it was a good opener. Up next, we had the three-way women's match featuring Riho defeating Yuka Sakazaki and Nyla Rose.
0: Now, I know you and I have different feelings about this one.
1: We do. I still think it was a good match. Don't get me wrong. I just said I'm still not 100% sold on Nyla Rose. Right. To me, it's not a trans thing at all. It's She's not as good as Nyla. Oh, my God. She's trans? <laughs> She's she's not as good as Nia Jax. I would
0: definitely disagree. Well, I, would I haven't seen enough yet. As, uh, as I haven't
1: seen enough yet.
0: Pasty, the two examples I gave you on the phone should have been enough to show you Nia Jax couldn't do either of those two. Okay,
1: the, the 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 double catch was fucking awesome. I don't remember the awesome. first spot that you said.
0: You don't remember the uh, springboard knee while, she, while um, she was hanging over the top rope? I
1: don't believe so. I might have been doing something at the time, but I tried to pay attention to this match because I want to be sold on Nyla Rose. I really do.
0: First of all, um, somebody who listens to the show sent me a message and and said something about Nyla. That's why I said, oh my gosh, somebody said something about, oh, you said that you have a super crush on Nyla Rose. Did
1: you know she's a man? <laughs> okay, first of all, do you she's know who man. you're talking to? That's what I would have responded <laughs> if I were you.
0: Right. First of all, she's not a man. She's a woman. Right.
1: Okay? It's the surgery. She done. was
0: born. She was born as, as 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 a male, and that's fine. On this day, as of today, right now, that is a woman. Yes. That's what she chose to be. That's what she did. Body shape doesn't say asshole, so. But I am an asshole. Yeah. That's what happens. Okay. And I don't judge women on their past. Right. I judge women on their present. And if she's a woman right now, she's a woman to me. I would still fuck her. I'm just going to put it out there. Um, I thought this was actually the way I thought that the uh, three-way tag match was to showcase private party. I felt like this match was to showcase Nyla Rose. I think she really stole the show. Ryo and Sakazaki were phenomenal. And they did really good at bumping around for Rose, which was their job. And they helped make her look better. If there was other women who couldn't sell as good, I don't think Nyla would have looked as
1: Mm. good. I like the fact but that they're still also, keeping Nyla from a win too, because it'll make it that much better when she does.
0: That is good. And Excalibur even kind of pointed out how it was Nyla Rose's complacency, because she had yeah, she had times that she could have won the match the win, but wanted
1: to keep going, but she
0: didn't. Yep. So I, that could be something going forward. That could be kind of a, a theme going on, and I like that. Um, I do like that they did show off Rio and Sakazaki's Joshi style, because a lot of people aren't familiar with that here in the United States. Lot of high spots, near false, and the crowd man. I've been repping Joshy
1: really style my this. whole life.
2: <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> have.
0: Uh, fans are really into this. Um, one thing I thought this is the last thing I put on my notes, Pacy, which completely is separate from you, but we're two different people, we can feel different yes. ways. Last note I have here on this match what is certain is Rose has the makings of a breakout star for AEW if she can continue delivering at this level.
1: I think, I can just I think AEW has to be careful about how they push her. And it's As not pusher, I they mean come. they they should. They should just push her like any other woman. But the amount of backlash you can get from the Trump supporters in the world, I mean that could maybe it doesn't matter to them, but I
0: the Trump supporters are going to go to WWE.
1: Right. Come right. On. Oh well, the Trump from We got, we got the, we got, do we got that uh, in the news? um,
0: Bernie Sanders. We got the Bernie Sanders guys. Do we, do we have
1: that in the news? (laughs) Fox (laughs) is trying to get Trump to make an appearance on SmackDown after they make the move. Oh, that'd be so fucking. I I, I
0: don't, I I believe it. And I don't think it's a bad thing. Anytime, no matter who the president is, you can get the president on your show. That's a plus. Um, I don't like Trump. I don't back Trump. I don't want to see Trump. Man, remember when Trump
1: was on Saturday night live? I wish he'd do that while he was in office.
0: Remember when Trump was on WWE? Yeah, I
1: mean, it wasn't, wasn't even be his
0: wasn't first good. appearance. It was pretty entertaining. Come on, he owned WWE. Uh, moving on, we got the men's fatal four-way match. We had Adam Page defeating Jimmy Havoc, Jungle Boy, and MJF. As he should. Uh, let's uh, Actually, we should say at this point, Pasty, you're up 2-1. Um, to one. Yes. We both had Shima for the win, so we both picked up one point there. You picked Riho, who I'm a huge fan of, and I think she definitely deserved that win, and I see great things coming for her. But I, of course, picked Nyla Rose. Um, on this one, we both picked MJF, who lost.
1: But if anybody was going yeah. to win who wasn't MJF, Adam Page is the way to go.
0: Right, with, with his match yes. coming up. I just thought that he could lose without being pinned, and that's what I thought they were mm-hmm. going to do. I was wrong.
1: I still liked it. This was uh, a good match for a Fatal 4-Way. It was okay. Yeah.
0: Um, I heard that MJF went too long on his promo and that upset a few of the wrestlers backstage, especially Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. But well, he's
1: the best at promos. If, I don't if, think there's anybody fact, who, if, who can out-promo him in, in the entire... Paul Heyman. Do you think Paul so? Heyman. I want to see that. Oh, easily, yeah. Uh, Easily.
0: Um and um
1: And then watch him get Kevin his ass Owens. kicked by Kevin Brock Lesnar afterwards. Fuck
0: yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Kevin Owens could out throw I'll give Kevin Ooh. that if you're not. Um Alexa Bliss could out throw <laughs> There's not a lot. Let's just say that. There's not a lot, but there are people. I'm I'm excited for but him
1: and Jericho to like have a thing. I know Jericho already like uh, talks shit about him because he has a scarf, and that was awesome. Right.
0: Uh, that's but that's but that's classic pro wrestling. Oh. If you go back in time and watch pro wrestling, heels wear scarves. It's been happening since like the. It's 60s, flamboyancy.
1: 50s. Heels are usually very just, flamboyant. Heels wear scarves. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's just that, that heels. You, you I've never put a I, I've never put a scarf on my heel in my life. Um, there is, you're cold there is, though. You got um, heel scarves on your heels today. <laughs>
0: There is a picture that's been going around. I don't have it up on our Facebook page. I don't know if you did, Pasty, but of Jungle Boy actually sitting on Luchasaurus waiting for MJF to shut the fuck up. And he's actually like, like hanging backwards, like his knees, his he, he's on his shoulders, but his head is hanging backwards, like by Luchasaurus's butt. Like he's just like,
1: <laughs> oh my God, hurry up. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cute to be I honest. did see somebody share a picture, you did, I think on Beef Sticks of them back when they were in fucking wrestling school. Yes, and, and Luchasaurus
0: looks seven years old. <laughs> no. Or not Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy looks he seven
1: He was about years seven old. years old, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, there's a cute little throwback of them um, now and then, so I, I recommend checking that out. It's nice to know
1: they've been together for that long. They're going to be a good tag team. They have.
0: They went to the same wrestling school. I think they're going to be awesome. MJF is awesome. I didn't think his promo connected here with the audience, at least not as good as he's been doing. And uh, I think part of it was he was trying really hard to pull the gamer card. And, and I don't think it, it... It just didn't hit. I don't know. It was good. I liked it. But the audience didn't seem behind it. Solid match, though. I The one thing I will say that I noticed, it didn't look like any one person stood out. And I guess that can be a good thing, but...
1: If there was one thing I could that, change, I think I would probably... Put this as the first match on the main card, and then it would have gotten the elevation it deserved.
0: If there's one thing I could change, it would probably be changing it from a four-way to a three-way. And I, I, I hate to say it, I would take out Jungle Boy probably, but I think there was just one too many people taking the attention from everybody else. Yeah. Um, It'll be so good when not. we get
1: Adam Page versus MJF, though. Just Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So
0: good. Um, I gave this one a C. I wasn't high on this match, but it... It let all those four guys on. That's what I felt it was, the the obligatory. Let's have, you know, let's get these four guys on. Yeah. Sort of deal. Yeah. Which, you need them sometimes. And then they said
1: that Jimmy Havoc went to training school with Fergal Devitt or whatever, Finn Balor. And then he did the fucking chest stomp off the top rope. And I'm like, oh, so is that all they teach in that school? (laughs) Is it that and good abs and you you failed that half or what? (laughs) Oh, burn pasty. (laughs) Uh, that's why he's Actually, not in WWE.
0: I guess this might be the best time to point out. I was listening to a podcast which Matt Morgan was on, and Matt Morgan basically said about Jimmy Havoc. He was like, "What the fuck is this guy's deal? He just looks like a random dude off the street." And I don't want. He see looks him on
1: super my team. awesome until he takes his mask off, and then I'm like, "Go it's away! Like, just wear the mask during the match. You'll be okay."
0: And it would be fine if there weren't a lot of people It's right kind of a thing doing I've that got same yeah with gimmick and doing that same con.
1: Yeah. Um, it's style. just it's just the new metal like emo kind of thing. Yeah.
0: And I love it. I love Jimmy yeah. Havoc on I mean, one-on-one matches with the right guys. He can just It's just, just
1: you picture him on one way dog. and then he takes off the mask and you're like that's not what I expected. It's just like it's just like Joey Janela with the sunglasses. It's like keep him the fuck on.
0: <laughs> it, it's somebody who kind of seems exactly the same person as as Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen took on Cody I Reynolds. like Darby <laughs> Allen. He's
1: like the Marshall Mathers uh, of wrestling. <laughs>
0: that's... I don't know if that's good <laughs> or bad, pasty. He's um, gonna Cody be a really Dar-
1: great underdog for this company. And I...
0: First of all, let's say Cody and Darby went to a time limit draw, which I thought was just awesome. You
1: know, yeah, they started calling and the time limit in the match, match prior, <laughs> just so it wasn't weird.
0: <laughs> well, I think that's the only one that went that long, also. Yeah. And... Let me say, as a fan who who I've said, I grew up watching NWA and WCW in the 80s and, and early 90s, I love time limits on every match. Because if you put time limits on every match, every now and then, you can pull off the time limit draw, and it doesn't seem cheap. WWE every now and then will do a time limit draw, but it'll be the one match that they say, oh, and don't forget today I have a 10-minute time limit. It's like, as soon as they say that, you know they're going to hit the time Yeah. Limit. I like having a set time, and I like it. A, it just seems professional. It seems like you're running a real sports show. Right, time, time fucking matters. We have matters, this many yeah. matches. We have this much for the. Honestly, channel. maybe now that WWE is not
1: doing wrestling during commercials, they should start doing it too. And then, and then everybody can be that. like, ah, oh, you jacked that from AEW. <laughs>
0: I would love it. I would love it. As long as we don't go back to um, getting disqualified for throwing people over the top rope. I never was a fan (laughs) of that. Getting
1: disqualified for what? When did that happen?
0: Oh, my gosh. In the 80s, both in NWA and WWF. That was a rule. If you threw somebody over the top rope, it's It's too dangerous, Pasty. (laughs) It's so dangerous. It is too dangerous.
1: They they weren't jumping off ladders back then, were they?
0: What is wrong with you people? Over the top rope onto the concrete pasty.
1: That's a whole. That's a whole eight feet. Who could survive that?
0: What is wrong with you? Yeah, that was.
1: I want to go back in time and be like, "Hey!" In just about fifteen years, you're gonna watch Mick Foley plummet to his death from forty feet. (laughs) No. (laughs) Now that was a joke because he's not really gonna die. But uh, watch out for Owen Hart. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's horrible.
0: Uh, oh my gosh, we got to get moving. I knew we were going to spend a lot of time on this, but we're spending even more than I
1: thought. Well, the um, more we talk about it, the more I realize I like some of these matches. Cody versus Darby was good. Cody, Cody is still impressing me. I liked his role as like the bigger. I'm not used to seeing Cody be the big guy, so that right. was correct. It was good. And Darby is the best seller ever. in that coffin drop off the top rope onto the hardest part of the ring. They had to remind us, God damn it, AEW, don't ever do that again. We know, we know. It's, I want a company to strive to make the softest edge of a wrestling ring. It's like completely like Nerf foam.
0: Make it out of those. um, Make it out of those. Those pool noodles. There you go. <laughs> I was I was pissed when they said that because their last pay per view, I even went went out of my way to point out that they didn't say that when somebody hit it. I was like, it's so refreshing to not hear them say it every time they hit it. Oh my god, he said <laughs> I will say, though, Pasty, as you say that, uh, one of my notes here is uh, the coffin drop elbow off the top of the apron was unbelievable. Yes, and it actually
1: but deserved it them hop. to say yes. that's the hardest part of the ring, unlike 90% of the time when they do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I still don't think they have no, to say it. No,
1: no. It would have been better to just say, oh my god, he died.
0: <laughs> the thing I felt with this match is and this was my kind of match, honestly i didn't think these two had any chemistry together i didn't feel it and it made me think of you can have two two of the greatest wrestlers in the world and the one that pops into my mind undertaker and stone cold Basty, go back in your memory and think of one good undertaker stone cold match you can't two of the greatest wrestlers of all time they never had chemistry yeah they never had good matches not because either one's a bad wrestler They just didn't click, and they had a lot of matches. I do think you could have
1: replaced Cody with anybody else, and this match would have been just as good.
0: I think so. I was expecting more of like a Triple H Mankind type match with Darby just taking so much punishment and Cody being like the cerebral sort of deal, you know, which I know it's ironic comparing Cody to Triple H, but...
1: Hey, he did that to himself. um, (laughs)
0: Exactly. They both did good. Mm -hmm. They both did good. Um, To be honest... The crowd was super hot for this, so I might have been the only one who didn't feel chemistry because the crowd was super hot. It's really
1: hard not to be behind Darby. Like, I found myself, like, right away, I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know who this guy like is, but yeah, fuck yeah.
0: No, I loved him, but I felt like they were going through the motions, and they did the motions yeah. perfect. I just still felt like they were going through the motions. I loved the ending. Perfect timing. They timed it to where, obviously, Cody was paying attention because he jumped on Ar- Ar- on Arby's. He jumped on the Arby's. That motherfucker got a roast beef and cheddar at the two-second mark, so there's no way he could have gotten the pin. And give the ref credit. That she hit her, her her hand slaps to the back yes. on cue. Also, <claps> Two. yard one, and then she couldn't get the last one in because of the yeah. powder. So that Good was awesome. Shit.
1: What wasn't awesome? Was <laughs> post match.
0: Well, before before okay. we get to that, one last thing I want to say is Jim Ross sold this fucking Darby yes. Allen car sales.
1: Yes, team. he did.
0: And before we go, pasty, have you seen the Darby Allen John Moxley match that they just had? What? Go back and watch that. Throw it in your YouTube Oh, machine. I'm going to. This is what I wanted to see. And obviously, Moxley and and Cody are different people, but this shows Darby Allen and his and these two have chemistry. And there's even an awesome spot where Moxley tapes his hands, Darby's hands behind his back. Nice. And Darby still does a uh, tope suicida onto Moxley. <laughs> handsless. So, go hit up your YouTube machine. It's in a small, dinky, independent promotion. Good. only a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. But this is better. To me, that match was better. Darby. Go check it out. All of you folks. After
1: just seeing him one time, I got to say he's got to be one of the better sellers in the industry right now. Oh, he's amazing. I just want to see him get beat up all the time. I want to see him just put him up against a giant. Do we even have a giant? Kenny Omega's like your giant, doesn't he? Oh, I guess, yeah. Lucha. Nyla Rose. <laughs> there you go. Yes, that would. I, I would love to that. See might sell Nyla me Rose. on Nyla Rose, to be honest. Even though Tony Khan, yeah, there won't be intergender. Nice. I don't like that. Couldn't I you make scream, a? Couldn't you funny. make a stipulation for Nyla Rose though? I don't know. I don't know how all of that goes, and I don't want to be stepping on toes. But
0: let's uh, let's step on toes here with this final moment of this match. This is what everybody's Woo! talking about after the pay
1: per view. Sean Spears, he's in the ring. He's got a chair. What's going on? He's Cody's good friend from a long time ago. Oh, my God. He hit him with the chair. And, folks, it wasn't good.
0: Not only did he hit him with the chair, he cocked all the way back. That was a loud fucking chair chair shot. And Cody never even put his hands up. Just ducked his head to put his head straight
1: at it. You go ahead with your complaints, but I got something I do want to say.
0: Well, first thing I want to say nobody's Tony Khan has come out and said that the chair was gimmicked. So, And I believe them. I don't think they're just right. saying that. He hit but him too, too Cody, low
1: is what it was.
0: Yeah, Cody or Sean or both of them fucked up that spot because I don't believe it was planned. Cody legitimately got 10 staples yes. in his head. This was not planned. But I still think even if it was gimmicked, it's super unnecessary. At very least Cody put your hands up because it looks like
1: it's I honestly real. think Cody Nobody
0: sees somebody swinging something at their head and just presents their head. It's like it's like the fucking South Park episode with Miss Choksondik. Yeah. And South Park saying, "Suck uh, suck my balls." And she just looks at him and says, "Present that." It's like what did Sean Spears just say?
2: "Present your head." And
1: he's, "All right." <laughs> No, see, what I, I honestly think Cody Rhodes turned the wrong way. I think Sean was kind of stationed in the ring a little bit to the other side, and so he didn't see him right away, so he didn't start to get his hands up.
0: He, I don't know, going back and watching it a second time, I think he was watching him for a while. I think he had It would make sense, days. though, because
1: also if he would have been, if he was supposed to turn the other way, Sean would have hit him differently. You know, you would have had to come at him with the chair from a different angle.
0: But why would he duck his head towards the chair and not put his hands up? Like, your instincts would be to put your hands up anyways.
1: He was probably trying to get to the gimmicked part. I don't know. The, the It was the the, the rim <laughs> of the top know. of the chair is what caught the back of his head. But here's my thing. Right away, they showed him for a good 5, 10 seconds on the ground. There was no blood.
0: And he wasn't bleeding. And then that. they
1: cut away from him. And I really think he could have bladed and fucked up the blading.
0: First of all... I've never known any single wrestler to blade the back of their head. It
1: didn't bleed for a while though. That is what's weird to me. But
0: if you have ever actually busted open your head or even a lot of other parts of your body, when it's not like a straight razor cut and it's something that all of a sudden splits Mm. wide open, a lot of times it doesn't start bleeding until a little bit. You know what I mean? I think that made it look more genuine, to be honest. I did see what you say, and I went back and tried to check. It's hard to tell. There's no way he got 10 staples because he bladed wrong. Cody's not that much of an actor. Yeah. And again, wrestlers don't blade the back of their head. They blade their forehead. They blade the top of their head. Sometimes they go down. Sometimes they go across. I, I I don't think Cody would have bladed the back of his head. And I see, I mean, they showed pictures of the gash open.
1: Yeah, and the, that's, the announcers... That's said... a blade
0: job, Pacey. He had a scalpel.
1: <laughs> and the announcers said they thought they saw flesh hanging or something. I didn't see that, but...
0: Um, the announcers, I love you all, and you said what all of us were thinking. Do not promote CTE in the middle of your fucking pay-per-view. You avoid that at all fucking costs. They talk about CTE every third fucking CTE. sentence. CTE?
1: Oh my god nah, Yeah I'm CTD. missing out on something here The
0: shit that made Fucking Um uh, uh, uh Chronic trauma The thing that made Fucking Benoit kill his
1: kids You know oh. when You get hit
0: in the head And, and you get brain damage CTV. Oh okay
1: I did I, I guess I oh, wasn't paying attention I was like me. in my own little world Like figuring oh, things out Oh my god stuff.
0: They wouldn't shut up
1: about I'm really it. good at like, toning out, out Announcers I don't know But they need to shut up Cause that
0: That did not Yeah no Not at all. I no. didn't think not them no. pushing it, uh, pasty. I gave this match a B plus, and I'm only adding the plus for the story building at the end. Even though I personally didn't agree with how right. they did it, I'm still interested. Oh, Sean in the Spears story. versus they Cody is gonna be fun. Yeah, we gotta yes. move on. We got the Elite versus the Lucha Brothers. I'm gonna try to go quickly through this. Um, first thing I want to say, pasty, love the Elite's outfit. Wish
1: Kenny Omega uh, would have got game. his.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Kenny. Uh, yeah, picking Akuma is not the best. The best part is, is that's
1: for... not even like a, it's not a fighter fest spoof. Like, oh, it didn't. <laughs> no, that was real. It didn't show up in time.
0: Yeah. So, well, and Akuma just isn't the best pick. Like, even even people that play, um, other than people that are like really in, like, I'm really in. I'm not, fighting,
1: so I didn't know. I like, I knew who Matt are. and Nick were, yeah, have you but even heard like, of yeah.
0: Yeah. Is I that mean, the monster guy? M Bison would have been perfect. No, Akuma came out um like in the third or fourth. It was right after Street Fighter Two, after all the turbos and all the remakes they did. And he was the person that trained Ryu. I don't know. And he was like the lead villain in that one. But yeah, don't don't do somebody that people don't know. Don't don't do somebody people don't know. But the costumes were awesome. He should have been M Bison. The the biggest miss to me why not have the luchas dress up? As the Mortal Kombat ninjas. You could have Phoenix as Scorpion. You got the Fire Connection. You got Penta El Cerro as Sub-Zero. They're both Zero in the game. Yes. And put Laredo Kid as Reptile because he's just the third one. <laughs> <laughs> and you could have had Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat and they got the masks and it just it would have been awesome. awesome. Why didn't they do that? <laughs> I would have loved that. Mm. That was the biggest. I think that was the biggest miss in this whole pay per view was not doing a Street Fighter. Versus well, we've tried for years to get
1: on WWE's creative team. Maybe we can get in with AEW here. <laughs> Maybe. What do you have to say about this? match? Honestly, I like Other this than better than the last uh, Bucks versus Bros match, just because the pacing was more on point, and I love seeing Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks working together. The entrance was cool. Yeah. The, the the Batista shit was stupid. And I know that's one of big B from your part, trying to be WWE. That,
0: that is. I put that on, our, on yes. our Facebook page. Like, why did you copy a WWE moment? Just, I get it. You had your one big pay per view and you went out there and said the shit you wanted to say and it's been building up, but let's get past it. I that. mean, if it was something that. Batista
1: kind of did or or talk shit a little bit Cody, about AEW is not a viable alternative or whatever to. But, but why
0: even give him the credit of acknowledging him? Why not just go out there and make money and show him? Why not wait until Padista is asking to be on your roster or to be on yeah. your show? I, like, that's how you get it I don't know. Back. The
1: saving grace was the Bucks had the interview after the show, and they had said that they want every event they do to feel like a party, and I guess, yeah, that works because it's fun, but it, it, from a business standpoint, it's not great. But it was... No. It's it's fun stuff. Things. It wasn't it wasn't nearly as effective as Cody smashing the fucking throne.
0: Right, I agree, 100%, <clears throat> which I didn't like either, but I I understood. Uh, I was on the edge of my seat this entire one. This was amazing. Um, these teams worked great. It was together. a lot of fun. I thought this really really put Lorraine on the map for myself and many others. Some
1: insane chain spots and just holy fuck, I can't even remember them offhand. But I remember my mind being blown out the back of my fucking skull. Well,
0: one thing I thought was great by the announcers... Uh, 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 let me just say this now. The commentators did so much better this time around than last time. I know they replaced the one guy with um, Golden Boy, who is who is actually a, a gaming announcer, and I thought he did better than the last guy they had at Double or Nothing. And I think Jim Ross did better this time around. Excalibur did better. I, I think the... The commentating is definitely... Yeah, they're coming a,
1: into it. January they're coming into team. it, and like like we said, it's going to take time. they got to work together for a while to feel each other out.
0: For sure. But the commentators, I thought, did a great job covering up for the slip that Nick Jackson had on the ropes, because mm-hmm. he, he jumped up to the ropes, and then he kind of slipped, and he had to kind of re-jump up on there. But they made it sound like that gave the Laredo Kid time to climb up to the, to, the, the ring post, and do a springboard Spanish fly to yeah, the Yeah,
1: but what if you what if Oh, what Pasty, if he didn't Pasty, slip did though? though? What mention, if he did stall second, did because mention, the timing wasn't right?
0: There was a springboard Spanish oh, fly yeah. to the ground, yeah, Pasty. Yeah, there was. Holy shit! Oh,
1: there was this it was
0: not Well the truth is Laredo Kid waited for him to get his bearings, so it would have went I think it would have went fine originally. But I thought that was good that they that they solved And it the he caught himself did. well. He did. Um, But that being said, as I told you before we started recording, I need to say that this should have been the latest in an intense rivalry between the Bucks and the Bros, and to me, this lacked any intensity that I expected. (laughs) It seemed, that seemed to be a unifying thread to the show. I don't think anybody had a lot of intensity, but the intensity was there at double or nothing. Like It felt like they were out for each other, but here it kind of felt like a handful of guys... Having a fun time wrestling each other, having a blast, but it felt more like an exhibition than an actual grudge match that was at the top of this. Yeah,
1: tournament. no, I get you there. But then again, it is a six man tag and not the actual rivalry. It is, but it isn't. Yeah. And and also they gotta like build that Kenny Omega versus Pentagon match that's coming up. And Yeah. I don't know. I had fun with it. It wasn't the best thing in I the world, fun. but it was definitely fun.
0: I gave it an a name. I'll it was take great. that. I was just—I wanted more. And I'm folks,
1: ready. that's the end of our predictions for AEW Fighter Fest. In a moment, the lights yes. are going to come go, go out, and when they come back on, yes. it will be unsanctioned.
0: Yes. Wait a second. <laughs> we forgot to mention the horrible horrible um what, is, what are the guys called during the fatal four-way they not um no during the oh best the um, fucking oh my god which by the way they used to be they used to be the super yep. smash brothers and they've joined and super smash brothers are amazing they're great but they have this gimmick which could be good and we've seen it at they need at to nothing. take
1: less time to set it up
0: but they, they, the lights went off, and they went off for, like, 90 yeah, seconds. I took a nap. Before they got everybody in place. And then they turned on, and there were all these masked guys of the... It's not the you Brotherhood. Can't, what
1: it, if it's if there's any wrestling fans out there like me, you can't... Uh, there's people drinking at these events. Sometimes heavily. And for me, if I'm in a dark space, I tend to lose myself. And and you can't have the lights off for ninety seconds when there's drunk people, folks.
0: And not only that, the guys surrounded the rings. Then the lights went off again for about ninety fucking seconds, and then they were just gone and nope. nothing happened. It was dumb. And I'm like, uh, the Dark Order—that's what go. it's called. And I—I'm interested in the Dark Order. I love the. Super I'm more Smash interested Brothers.
1: in the sequel to Dark Crystal.
0: But um, yeah, this, this could be the Dark Order. Could be the sequel. to Dark but, yeah, they, they screwed up that as well. I think they're not doing that well. All right, pasty, continue on. Yes,
1: now we're not sanctioned. The lights have went out and came back on. And we have a pretty nice hardcore match between John Moxley and Joey Janela, which pushed it pretty good, but I don't think it went as far as I had hoped. I, I figured John Moxley would be so excited to bleed, and he barely did. These are two
0: CZW veterans.
1: Of different eras. Um, yeah, this should have been fucking more. huge.
0: I expected more. I agree. I Maybe they had more, more crazy but,
1: spots planned, but after the Cody thing, they're like, uh ah, pump the brakes a little bit, boys.
0: I really liked it. I liked bringing out thumbtacks twice because fans go fucking yep. insane over thumbtacks. I liked the atomic drop onto thumbtacks. You don't see that right. enough. The feet. You always throw your opponent's back Mm -hmm. onto it or their shoulder. He literally drove his feet onto it. So every time he wants to stand up, he's (laughs) feeling those thumbtacks. That That was was cool. cool. I liked that. Um, it, it, I got down here. It lasted 20 minutes. Maybe they did a great job because it didn't feel like 20 minutes to me.
1: They had some good spots Um, and they they did some good stuff with tables. I honestly would
0: have, I would have said it deserved to go longer than 20 minutes, but either way, um. Yeah, this they did the table spot. They did every spot. You barbed expected. wire chair. They had the barbed wire. Yeah, barbed wire boards. All of that stuff. So, um, good for for a hardcore match. We don't know how they're going to do hardcore matches in AEW going forward. We have had Tony Khan say on the TV show we're not going to do it at all on the pay per views. You know, we're we'll doing a little more. So it's hard to gauge this as far as an AEW crowd, but. Since these are both veterans of CZW, if I'm gauging it on a CZW crowd,
2: it's a C
0: plus, maybe a B minus.
1: It was a, it was a fun time. I like the barbed wire boards the best. I do believe. I wish there would have been a little bit more with them. Or when Moxley had his spot with it, he would have landed on it better.
0: Yeah, that brings me back to uh, FMW. Yeah. I used to love watching FMW.
1: I did like seeing Janela actually so, get tangled in it. That was cool. That's yes. always
0: good. Mick Foley was good for that. The, the long hair mm-hmm. helps. Enjoy, Janella has that. Whenever you're in a barbed wire match, when you get your long hair tangled in it, it just looks a little better.
1: My my only complaint about the is. match is it felt like maybe Moxley thought he's too big to take a, a a beating. Not that he had to lose, but he didn't take nearly as much punishment as Janella, and I get that. I agree. But Moxley hasn't been hardcore for a long fucking time, and the world knows it.
0: Of the PG version, <laughs> of Joey Janela. Um, I, I yeah, I agree that either Moxley felt he was too big for it, or that the elite felt. He yeah, was they want
1: to keep him it. safe. I'm not sure which him. one.
0: Not sure which one. I agree. And with now that. we've got a six that man means... tag coming
1: up soon with John Moxley, Joey Janela, and Havoc versus uh, MJF and a couple of other heels. I don't remember.
0: It's good. Yeah, that's it gonna is. be good. At this point, we should uh, remind everybody Pasty is up 3 2. Pasty one, the AEW Yeah, class. I'm good on three these
1: two. AEW ones, man. Out of six,
0: you it, at least it, got it, done. <laughs> you're, you're owning the AEW ones. <laughs> it's events. good. It'll
1: balance out the year a lot better. Although, I'm hoping now that Heyman's in the driver's seat, I should pick up some many. WWE ones here soon. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> um. Best match of the night, Pasty. I put down John Moxley versus Joey Janela.
1: Uh. I think I'm going to agree with you, because it's the one I remember the clearest out of all of it. Oh, wow. I wanted to say The Elite versus Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid, but the more we talked about that, yeah. Uh, Moxley versus Joey Janela, though, is something I was very much looking forward to, and they did pull out some pretty decent stops. And Joey Janela was fucking awesome, getting the shit kicked out of him and still flipping oh. off Jon Moxley and laughing at him. He's- and how yes, about the fucking beatdown on Moxley afterwards by Kenny Omega in which Moxley just laughed about it? And that was a good throwback, Dude.
0: though. That was a yes. good throwback. To, to where Moxley came out and Tie that with his shit up shit. In now he came back and fucked with him. I, I like that storytelling. Yes. That's good. That's what we need. That's hey, and we, we forgot want. to
1: talk about Jabaley trying to drown Michael Nakazawa in the pool. <laughs> yeah. Or did we forget? Uh. Or
0: did we block it out? Um, there were, there were. I, I will agree. There were two dumbest lines of the night. The one I want to point out is uh, right after the non-sanctioned John Moxley Joey Janela match, and I, I think it was either Excalibur or it was uh, Golden Boy. I don't remember which one it was, but he was like, "They went through all that, and it won't even go down in the record books. It's unsanctioned." Oh shut the fuck! All right, when this
1: when this pay per view goes to DVD, (laughs) I need to see that that match is not on there. (laughs) (laughs) Yep,
0: they can't have the match because it was unsanctioned.
1: All the replays have to have it cut off. You only could have ever seen it live. They have to take down all the YouTube videos. I just that was like,
0: oh, that's a very WWE line, super Uh, WWE
1: line. I mean, if if it counts like in an AEW sense, at least Joey Janela didn't get a loss against him. Cool. Yeah, I'm down with that (laughs) But other than that, it doesn't make any fucking sense Shut up It's still going on in the record books Uh,
0: And Pacey, you were right They brought up another very WWE Yep, and
1: that's the hardest part of the ring We already went there We already went there once We didn't have to go there again (sighs) Sick of it
0: Okay, Pasty, we're we went really long on that. I knew we would. I didn't think we'd go that long. So it'll help that I didn't, didn't see the watch next one. Yeah. Yet, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna rush. Through All this, right. Okay? It's
1: time for Just Ring of Honor,
0: the best
1: in the world.
0: Results. Yes. Pre-show, Roosh defeated Flip Gordon. I didn't watch it. We had Dalton Castle defeat Dragon Lee. Very good match. Not as good as I wanted to between these two guys, but uh, very good. Tag team match: C and Angelina Love and Mandy Leon, also known as the Allure, defeat Jenny Rose and Kelly Klein. Uh, at this point, Pacey and Mac are one
2: and one. One and one.
0: Both vo- Voted for Dalton Castle. Um, it should be two and two because we both voted for the Allure. I <laughs> forgot. <from Dalton. laughs> Uh, Either way, um, Kenny King versus Jay Lethal was next. This was an amazing match. Everything you could think of, these two amazing athletes. Kenny King ended up beating Jay Lethal. It was really fun. We had a pure rules match versus uh, Jonathan Gershom versus Silas Young. This was actually the old pure title rules match. And they mentioned something about um, somebody still having the actual pure title. So I'm hoping they bring the pure title back. I was a huge fan of the pure title actually have a dvd of every title change of the pure title and um they had specific rules not going to go over them here but certain rules to where like um there's a you only have three rope breaks per match and in fact if you get if you do things like a low blow or a closed fist punch that would be a disqualification you actually lose a rope break so at a certain point you lose up all your rope breaks if you're in a pin or submission you grab the rope doesn't mean a damn thing. I always thought that it was kind really
1: of cool. is that way in wrestling um, anyway. They just don't talk about it.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, Jonathan Gresham ended up beating Silas Young by submission. That was this was a really good match. I really loved it. Briscoe Brothers versus Eli Drake ended up being the uh, tag team partner for Nick Aldis. He is now exclusively with NWA. I love Eli Drake. I think Pasty, you said before you don't really remember. No, I
1: love is. Eli you know Drake. Dummy. Gets. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. I love the dummy okay. button.
0: Sorry. He's awesome. I love Eli Drake. He's amazing. That's a great win. For I want anyway,
1: him in why, WWE. Double I don't know count. why. I just think he'd be a good heel in WWE. He
0: could be great. ROH TV Championship match seen Shane Taylor successfully defend against Bandito. This was an awesome match. Recommend going back and watching this, folks. We had a Sick Man Tag Team Championship. Villain Enterprises kept their titles, defeating Lifeblood. Of course, Villain Enterprises is... PCO, Brody King, and of course the villain Marty Skrull. And Lifeblood consists of PJ Black and his cohorts Mark Haskin and Tracy Williams. Last, we had the ROH World Championship match. Matt Taven successfully defended his title against Jeff Cobb. Love Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb looked great here. Definitely was nowhere near the best match of the night. They need to get the title off Matt Taven. One of the best matches I've seen Matt Taven in, but I'm still not a fan of his. Jeff Cobb is what everybody wants Michael Elgin to be. He's got personality, he's got athleticism, and he's huge and can suplex like a motherfucker. Oh, that being said, pasty, I put the best match of the night as Shane Taylor versus Bandito for the TV title. Love Shane Taylor, he does so much for such a big, low and Bandito is just going to end up taking over the world pretty soon. And smoothly. I have to
1: give my best night a match of the night to the Briscoe Brothers versus Eli Drake and Nick Aldis.
0: There you go. I can not do that. I'll allow you to do it. Um, I put this pay-per-view grade at probably, looking at everything on here, Um, B-minus. B-minus, and they're getting the minus because the main event. Was not as good as I wanted it to be. Okay. That should have been better.
1: Moving on. Yes, yeah, strap on your cleats for the weekly Elite Dirt Sheet. Skeet, skate, skate On my teats. It was revealed that Kane Velasquez will make his in ring debut at Triple A's Triple Mania team. What the fuck does this have to do with the Elite Pasty. Well, He'll be teaming with Cody and Psycho Clown, one of Triple A's. H- Triple <laughs> A's top babyface One of Triple H's <laughs> He'll be one of Triple H's top yeah. babyfaces To go up against the trio Alexa Of Torres, Texano Jr. And a surprise Partner
0: You can always tell the gringos From the Hispanios when they say Tejano as Texano <laughs>
1: Look at yes. Tejano The biggest hint about the identity of the surprise partner so far is that he has MMA skills. Chris Jericho? (laughs) Also on the card, the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid have a chance to avenge their loss to the Elite in a rematch from Fighter Fest. Yeah, it will be. be. I'm excited to see that, potentially.
0: You know what I think would be awesome? What if this AAA also involved CEO... And they find out that the uh, surprise partner, it was a typo. He he doesn't have skills in MMA. He has skills in MMOs. <laughs> 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 he's just big on the multimedia <laughs> online games. You know what I mean? He's, he's a big guy in Fortnite. This motherfucker knows what he's doing.
2: <laughs> <sighs>
0: Sorry, I just thought that was cute. <laughs> oh, Pacey, um... Speaking of Fighter Fest, though, in a post-interview after Fighter Fest, Tony Khan revealed what he didn't like about last year's All In, which most people thought very highly about. He said, "Quote: There are two things I didn't like about All In: Jordan Grace getting punched, and the Penis Druids." Um, I liked Jordan Grace getting punched just because I am big on equality with female and male wrestlers, and everybody knows And that. I
1: liked penis druids just because I'm big I... on male anatomy.
2: Oh. Yeah.
0: So I was happy to hear that Tony Khan also didn't like the penis druids. It, it made me feel even better. Because a lot of people seem to like them other than like WWE marks.
1: Now, instead of beach balls at AEW events, everybody's going to wear penis costumes. <laughs> you
0: can do it. Start just start throwing dildos around instead of throwing instead of throwing streamers like R O H they're gonna start throwing dildos <laughs> in the ring. You get a dildo and you get a dildo and you get a dildo. <sighs> to be fair, he's not associated
1: They're stuck them. all over the, over the walls in the sensory room. Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! Just a few hours after StarCast events revealed that WWE Hall of Famer Booker T would be appearing at StarCast 3, it appeared that wouldn't be the case. Who would have guessed? (laughs) He just signed a new extension with WWE. (laughs) 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 Shuggy-duggy-quack-quack. With Booker releasing a short statement on social media indicating he will not be appearing after all. There has already been a great deal of speculation as to why this has happened, ranging from WWE blocking the move after finding out about it, to StarCast prematurely ejaculating the appearance prior to coming to terms on a deal. Yes. It's interesting to note that Booker's Reality of Wrestling is co-hosting the Deep Impact show in Houston. (laughs) I see what you did there. (laughs) With Impact Wrestling tonight. If you're listening to the the day it drops, yes. Just stop trying to get so, WWE guys to fucking go to Starcast. Right, and, it's just not gonna use happen. your time in much better ways.
0: Fuck. So, um, to play devil's advocate, the the whole um, Deep Impact show. To be fair, reality of wrestling is its own thing. And yes, Booker is one of the owners of it, and he's the, the face of it, but it is its own entity. And so WWE has no contractual obligations to it, and WWE can't tell it one way or the other what to do. They could persuade Booker in one way or the other. They could say, hey, Booker, we really don't want you to do you know, that. But they, they do you want some of this no Saudi money rights. without
1: ever having to leave the country? <laughs>
0: but they have no legal rights but Booker is Booker T himself is physically under a WWE contract and so they technically can prevent him from going to Starcast so it is interesting to note that they are allowed to do an Impact show but not Starcast but again to be fair reality of wrestling is has no connection to WWE even though a contracted <laughs> WWE guy owns part of it if that makes any sense
2: maybe yeah. maybe not
0: it's stuff. Um, it still is still shit. shitty. Still shitty. Booker T isn't even a regular no. in WWE. Let him just go to start. Just get some promotion with these fucking. Do they realize how worse they look by not letting these guys go? When if you let one or two of them go to these events, that would really have some goodwill towards these re- these diehard wrestling fans that are boycotting them.
1: Now I have a new question. Has Sam Roberts done anything at or around Starcast? Nope. What a fucking pussy. <laughs> I,
2: I don't even what? listen to him I anymore. No. Nope. Nope.
1: Since now. he grew the beard. He's since literally... he grew the beard and I saw him on the pre-show I'm like, "Uh, <laughs> he
0: he is to me he's basically um uh oh, he's Monica
1: Lewinsky and Vince McMahon is uh, Bill Clinton." Okay, I
0: like that. I was trying to think of the uh the guy that died and used to do all those Uh Billy visuals. Mays? Billy Mays. Yeah, he's basically <laughs> WWE's Billy Mays. I
1: like Monica Lewinsky like, better. He's, not tech- he's, he's, he's sucking not the hell out of
0: to them. But, That's why oh, he yeah,
1: grew the beard. Vince, Vince wanted his balls yeah. tickled, too.
0: Um, I I do want to mention also that um um a couple weeks ago or last week or what one of the weeks of uh, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard had to have a uh, best of because Bruce Pritchard had a, had to go to the dentist and he had a medical emergency. And Tony Shivani, of course, he's the narrator of the best ofs so when this happens. And he was like, when I first heard he had a medical emergency, the first thing I thought was that he had to get his head removed from Vince's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I just laughed so hard. To be fair, though, I don't know if you've uh, listened to any grilling with JR, but uh, with JR being... Contracted with AEW and Conrad being associated with it. Oh, they drop AEW shit all the time. <laughs> They're constantly
2: talking
0: uh, AEW on that show. Constantly.
1: Yeah, it's good.
2: Yeah. It's very
1: good. Um, this is um not as good as it could. <laughs> AEW filed to trademark the term Wednesday Night Dynamite on June eighteenth. This could indicate that Wednesdays is the planned night for AEW's weekly cable show. I was really hoping for Tuesday. Because they filed for Tuesday Night Dynamite back in November.
0: Exactly. I think they're just uh, covering their bases. I don't think they know yet. And let's be honest, it's um, it's CMT's call,
1: not theirs. Tuesday Night Dynamite, it's like TNT, but it's a different word. And then TND doesn't really make sense. But at least WND is like Wednesday, you know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know yeah. it, It's hard, so let's let's put this down in the numbers So Monday, we know it's yeah. going to be Raw, correct? Tuesday It's probably nothing, yeah. right?
1: And so for, for them to rest in the middle of the week Where people have a day's break from wrestling To watch more wrestling, that's good Well,
0: and Wednesday is yeah. NXT though Wednesday is still going to be yes. NXT, right? But
1: WWE has already moved to make NXT be The force that combats AEW and so, right, but that's yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. So AEW just, they turn their shifts. Like, if you want to go, we'll go. Thursday
0: is um, Thursday is NFL, and I think MLB also does Thursdays. Am I right? <laughs> I don't know. Nobody watches baseball. <laughs> but NFL okay. does Thursdays. Um, Friday is going to be yes. SmackDown. And weekends are the death knell for watching cable TV, so you don't want to be on that. So to me, Tuesday is Wednesday? the night. Tuesday, because nothing's on it.
1: Wednesday has Yeah, a I mean, Tuesday would be good, but I think I think they got, like, NBA or something that was what we were talking about originally when they had wanted Tuesday. Oh, yeah, NBA's yeah. on
0: Tuesday. That's right. That's why they didn't yeah. want to do that. So Wednesday, they got to compete with that. Well, NXT, I mean, if, if, if that's... I know, NXT is... You can go back and watch yeah. it. It's streaming. Whereas Wednesday Night Dynamite won't be, unless you... <laughs> <the movies. laughs> um. That's...
1: That's a big. That's a big. I thing mean, to yourself up I get it though. You know, you're Cody. You're you're the Bucks. You're Kenny. I get it. You you're headstrong about this. Like you you might not take them down, but you want to go to war. You got you got you got you're full of it. sperm and vinegar and piss.
0: The plus that they have is the people that don't have the network have nothing to watch for wrestling yeah. on Wednesday. And those
1: wow. could be Remember, there's rumors that Fox that Sports 1 could be, be picking about. up NXT going forward.
0: Yeah, but that would still be an. Uh, yeah. First of all, that would They're be. They're not going to pull a,
1: ratings a, from like Fox added, Sports 1. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. that's an added. Um, you know what I mean? The, the people that have TNT, you, you don't have to pay yeah. extra for that, but you have to pay extra for. Yeah, Fox but for
1: if one. WWE is willing to aim that cannon but, at you, yeah, you yeah. aim your cannon right back at that cannon. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I also don't see WWE moving NXT because um, multiple multiple surveys have shown the number one reason people buy the WWE Network, the number one is NXT. And it helps to boost the Um, ratings for 205
1: Live, which airs right afterwards.
0: Which isn't going to be around. That's almost 100% confirmed.
1: Eh, That's okay. As long as they all get distributed. And I guess there is no distribution because it's like there's no lines.
0: Well, yeah, and both Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff have history of promoting young, talented, small yeah, guys. Yeah, and I really right? think
1: that this is a very so smart way to present this them. to Fox, because I know Fox didn't want the shared rosters. But if you get a shared roster with two completely different productions due to the directors, I think that could be well worth it, and it could be beneficial all the way around. Like, two completely different shows.
0: I'm still hoping Fox makes them
1: lock down it, on a set yeah. roster, and we actually get our yeah. split. Yeah, but I mean, if you mix it up until then, too, that helps. Yeah. Oh, of course. So we it got does fucking help. Samoa Joe teaming up with the Viking Warriors. That was dope. Way doper than I. It's just matches I never thought I wanted, but I I needed.
0: Holy buck, Pacey! Do you it's know what time, time for it the is?
1: Savage Sentinel.
0: Oh my gosh, and we're not talking. And about what do the you Native know? we exactly on rounds time. Rounds the X Men.
1: <laughs> yes. I
0: know. um i'll bust out this one okay health insurance has obviously become the talk of the town in the wrestling world especially recently with john oliver having an entire segment on wwe refusing to provide its workers with insurance prior to wrestlemania by the way
1: to take down the beast i love him
0: last week tonight with john oliver is probably the best show you will ever watch in your life so make sure to catch it whether it's on hbo whether it's on youtube or whether you find it somewhere else. This show is super knowledge, but it's super entertaining yeah. at the same time. But with that being said, AEW, on the other hand, has promised benefits and lighter schedules for wrestlers, quote-unquote, but has the same answer more or less when it comes to the question of health care. Pasty! There is, however, one promotion that it claims to give health insurance and life insurance to its wrestlers. Speaking to the Miami the Miami Herald Alberto El Patron formerly Alberto Del Rio in WWE revealed that his new promotion Nation Lucha Libre will offer quote stuff they don't have in other companies Oh I can just quote, see it now he sat down this bro- Yeah that's
1: what I was going to say he sat down for this interview and was like <laughs> Oh yeah we're going to have health insurance too <laughs> Al uh,
0: Patron, who is teaming with Chavo Guerrero Jr. to form the promotion, said, "And folks, we get this transcript via Wrestling Inc. I'm gonna give give credit where credits due, folks." Quote: "We're always going to have doctors. Our wrestlers are going to have health insurance and life insurance stuff they don't have in other not companies. dental though." Al <laughs> Patron: exp- Lisa needs braces. Dental plan. Lisa needs braces. Dental plan." Sorry. <clears throat> since his yes. fans have get it. Al Patron explained that NLL, or Nation Lucha Libre, will also include a retirement plan. This is huge, Um uh, Because that's the biggest thing Yeah, because
1: once you're once you're in, you're in,
0: that other promoters, no Yeah. And he also claimed that other promoters don't care about wrestlers' well-being and their, quote, just meat to them. Now, this is him saying it, doesn't <laughs> mean it's true, and But it it probably is true. I'm going to assume he didn't come out and say this without it being true. The one thing I want to point out, without sounding like Donald Trump, I'm going to try really hard, this is a Mexican company and the health insurances and the life insurances probably aren't the same that you're going to get in companies in America. With that being said, that's still better than nothing like you get in WWE or even AEW. Yes, that is very true. So if this is true and if it comes to pass, can't believe I'm gonna say this. Alberto Del Rio Pasty is at the forefront of change.
1: Yep. That's probably the only reason he said they're gonna do it. <laughs> so he can be at the forefront of something. <laughs> uh yeah, it this is soul. really cool. Is I hope I hope he holds to it. I don't think he's got a good rapport, but we'll see. Chavo well, you does. Know,
0: he- Of course, this is him, this is Chavo, and of course, there are many people behind the scenes. So you would assume that it's not just a hope. It's not just Alberto El Patron, you know, being himself. You would hope that there's actually legal people involved that are keeping this in order. So similar how even AEW isn't just Cody, Matt, Nick, Kenny, and even Tony. Like, they all answer to somebody. Even Tony answers to other people. So, I, I'm excited about this, and I would hope that this could push, in the future, wrestling companies in the States. We need something. It is long fucking overdoing and Folks, if you haven't seen that last week tonight with John Oliver on the WWE, just go to your YouTube machine and put it in, and it'll open More, more people need Talk to see it, because
1: I show. have yet to hear any of those chants. Yeah, it isn't is. Isn't that sad? It really, really is. Especially when you see how many views those videos have. Like, why, why aren't people attempting to make the difference? He goes to some extreme lengths on that show across the board to make a real difference. Yeah, everything. He'll open he talks up websites and start charities and fucking everything just to fucking Legit. prove a point. I love it. Yeah. <sighs> I think you're gonna love this. You know what
0: else you're gonna love?
1: Johnny Impact and Taya Valkyrie's The Iron Sheik Massacre. A short film is scheduled for a release sometime this fall, probably around Halloween, one would think. The plot revolves around an Iron Sheik doll that gets struck by lightning and becomes sentient and kills a house full of disrespect new school wrestlers because they're shitting on old school wrestling, including the Iron Sheik. Oh no! Oh, Impact says the film, which will pro, which they wrote on their honeymoon.
0: Sounds like a <laughs> weird way to spend your honeymoon, especially with Taya Valkyrie. Look at, especially with Johnny Impact. Look at him. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. What did they say? It's a about really this?
1: fun, bizarre, crazy thing where it will probably run around 20 minutes when it's all said and done, and it does sound like fun.
0: I am willing. to. I'm willing to spend 20 Man, minutes I, to watch I watched that. Evil oh, Bong and
1: yeah. Rubber. I think I'm cool with this. I've watched both
0: of those <laughs> as well and they both go past the 20 minute mark. The sad thing is I don't know about Rubber, but Evil Bong has
2: five
1: Yep, yep, pasty- they come out all the fucking time. I think I've seen two and I just oh. I'm like okay, I've seen enough. I <laughs> you have Evil to, Bong. Tommy Chong. That's
0: yeah, Damn. yeah, that's enough. That, that's all the Cottonmouth King
1: and Twisted Nice <laughs> ICP songs in the fucking soundtrack. Uh, Sabres Hill, I think. Uh,
0: I, I'm really excited for th- I'm going to watch this. I don't know where i got to find it, and, I, and I'm willing to try to support it. I can't ima- imagine. you got to be able to get
1: that on Netflix.
0: All. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, 20 minutes of the Iron Sheik doll killing disrespectful new school wrestlers. Oh, my gosh. I just. I'm, I'm, I'm getting, wet yeah, just thinking about it. Got a little That's chub good stuff. going, it is. but you know who else got a little chub going, and I don't mean in his pants, I mean <laughs> his belly. the busiest man in wrestling today who is not a fucking wrestler. No, no, he's team. not, Conrad Thompson. He hosts multiple podcasts, promotes Starcast. And believe this or not folks, he has a real job. He's a he's the owner of a mortgage broking company. In yeah, he owns a
1: company. Job. That's a that's a real job. Oh my <laughs> gosh.
0: First Family Mortgage. Sit back
1: and reap the benefits. Go to
0: 1fc.com. Great... Go to 1fc.com folks if you're having trouble with your mortgage or just want to get a better deal in your home. Anyways,
1: on does top he of record all that, from his like office so at work I... for his podcast? I would I'd go into work, punch in, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to from- record nine hours of <laughs> podcasts today. My business is going to make me a ton of fucking money.
0: <sighs> I know. But Pasty, on top of all of that... Go home and fuck Ric Flair's and daughter. And you know what? Yeah, not not only is he a husband and father, but he can't be a deadbeat husband and father because Ric Flair would fuck him up. Yeah, because Ric Flair's so never been a deadbeat you actually have to be a father. decent husband and father. Well, he has been, but you know that he can still beat up Conrad Thompson and he still uh, loves his yes. daughters. But now, now he's dropped the news, Pacey, of another podcast oh, coming shit. up. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Double A Arna Anderson announced that we are going to be doing one podcast, but we haven't announced the rollout date just yet, is the quote.
2: That's
1: Conrad fun. Person. He left WWE so recently. Has- I'm looking forward to the stories on this one.
0: So he has something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, who is a WWE employee. He has 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff, who is a <laughs> WWE employee. He has um, what happened, uh, WHW, what happened when with Tony Schiavone, who is an MLW employee. He has grilling JR with Jim Ross, who is an AEW employee. And he has the new, Arn Anderson, one coming out. Who Arn Anderson is a free agent, as far as I understand. This, there's nobody else who crosses the fucking wrestling lines like Conrad Thompson. Nobody Me. else could do this. I don't know. I've how never seen such it. a big
1: man walk such a narrow tightrope. <laughs>
0: that's, the, that's the perfect <laughs> analogy. Yeah. That's the truth how does he do this and he's never never... been sued as far as i know Uh, i don't know how he does this crazy it's crazy
1: it's no wonder why he quick was very quick to denounce being part of aew because that would end a lot of these shows (laughs) on the drop of a dime
0: for sure and and i like that he's not directly associated Mm. with any company he has always said he's he is a huge WWE fan. He's a huge ECW fan. Like that's where he grew that's what he grew up yep.
1: with. Sam Roberts could learn a he thing likes or two.
0: WCW. He could, he could. You can be. You can get a little bit of everybody. Like, I still don't know how he does it. It's flabbergasting. I'm excited for this new one. Arn Anderson to me doesn't scream exciting. But I honestly never wanted to listen to a Jim Ross um, podcast and I have not missed a single episode of theirs and I've loved every one of them. And Jim Ross is a different person when he's talking to Conrad. Awesome. I'm, I'm... He just lets shit go. He's like, you know what, Conrad, fuck him. <laughs> every now and then he'll just bust out something like that. You know what, Conrad, fuck him. Or he'll just say something like, no, we were just being stupid, Conrad. That's the way it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I love it. I love it. He I'm gonna, just gonna have it to it check alone. it out.
1: I'm gonna, it I'm gonna give it a shot.
0: It's it's worth checking out. I don't I don't know what I would say the best episode is so far, but I haven't missed one. And I, I'll
1: just start at the first one.
0: You can't yeah.
1: Be wrong doing that. No no, 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 no. You, you can't so say fun. that on Bsticks podcast because then people are gonna go back and listen to the first episode. Don't do that, folks. Start around, like, episode 89, I, I think.
0: I like... <laughs> yeah, I like our first episode, but you have to go yeah. back to it later <sighs> to appreciate it. You gotta get to know us as people first, yep. and then go Like,
1: back oh, they were just starting out. How cute.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um something that uh something else you should go back to is the Bullet Club and I'm not talking about Triple H going back and trying to play off the club. I'm talking about the legit Bullet
1: Club piece. Yes, yes, during New Japan Pro Wrestling's Southern Showdown event in Australia, Robbie Eagles was part of a 6-man tag match teaming with fellow Bullet Club members Jay White and Bad Luck Fale against Hiroshi Tanahashi, Okada and Osprey of Chaos. After a match after the match Eagles turned on Bullet Club, apparently being frustrated with Bullet Club as he felt the spotlight was stolen by the addition of Canadian indie star El Fantasmo to the group. I love him. So does my son. Not 100% familiar with El Fantasmo. I've probably seen him once, but I'm not sure. Eagles was subsequently beaten down by his now former partners, but surprisingly, Osprey returned to help Eagles and offered him a spot in chaos. Which he accepted.
0: You know what this brings up? This brings one question up. Are they gonna start a birdcage subsidy of chaos where they all have bird names? We got the osprey. <laughs> we got the eagle. Who's next? Come on. They're Where's just gonna the change the, the, the the
1: birdcage.
0: <laughs> they should. It's like you, you guys are building it up right here. Let's see the blue jay. Bring it on.
1: They all come out to Rock Jay and Robin.
0: White, he leaves. He leaves <laughs> Jay White leaves Bullet Club and becomes Blue Jay. Oh shit!
1: <laughs> Blue Jay White.
0: <laughs> Blue Jay White. Oh my god.
2: Uh,
0: um, um, this is this is it's good. It's good that they're continuing making Bullet Club a big, important spot, even though they've lost most of most of their um american loved talent i guess yes. i should maybe say <clears throat> but they're they're keeping them in the forefront and they're keeping them in these hot uh these these hot gimmicks these hot stories and that's awesome bullet club versus chaos we got a person leaving Bullet Club to join Chaos. That's huge. I don't think that's right. ever happened before. And Chaos is a huge entity. And it
1: seems like the universe has split and it happens again in our next news story. Robbie Eagles had enough of Bullet Club and turned on them by joining Chaos, Will Ospreay, and Kazuchika Okada. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: don't know how that ended Bad editing by whoever the fuck's writing this shit. That's what I would say. I would say it's bad editing by whoever fucking put this uh, shit a together. A bit
1: of deja vu there.
0: Yeah, I, I blame the Democrats, personally. Oh, something we can't blame the Democrats for, a little quick news bit, but we're just going to get it out here, because we can. Killian Dan and Nikki Cross were officially married. Now, shouldn't West that South be Scotland. in legal news? Well, I thought about that, and I was trying to figure out whether it was or wasn't.
1: They're officially I, married, deter- that's by law.
0: personal decision I guess I made the official decision that it's not legal news because I usually think of legal news yeah. as negative. And I guess maybe there's just like some though. positive in there. Marriage is yeah, yeah. But, anyways, um, way to Woo! go. Good for them. Those two, I, I don't know how they are in real life, but their wrestling personalities seem like they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so, they're you you know, probably pretty good together. This is cool.
1: Uh-huh. I
0: love it. I love it.
1: And WWE's Charlie Caruso is in the running for the next Miss Health and Fitness, and fans can help vote her in. Charlie Woo. is currently placed in her f- first in her voting group. When asked about what she'd do with the $20,000 prize money, Caruso said she has a project in the works that's based on female empowerment, and this would go towards realizing that goal. The contest runs through July 4th, and you can vote up to once a day until then...
0: No, you can't because it's already
1: over. (laughs) But you could have. And
0: if you would have went to our Facebook page (laughs) a week ago and checked out the link, which I hope you all visit our Facebook page every day because we drop new shit all the time. You could have clicked in and voted for her. Uh, I'm going to try to make
1: a If you're a time traveler and uh, uh, and you're hearing this the day we're recording it, not the day it comes (laughs) out. Get over there and get your vote in. Voting ends at midnight.
0: Yeah. Um... Uh, I'm gonna try to make a mental note and see if we can uh, look up and see who ended up winning that, and if we can get an update on this by next show or or whenever. Oh, I think she wins winner. it.
1: I think she does. I don't know. I don't know who's I don't here. know either, but I think she wins. But
0: it. under negative legal news, Charles Lil Nature Robinson has found himself the victim of a major storage unit. Yes the veteran referee was robbed of approximately $55,000 worth of historic Hollywood memorabilia and wrestling collectibles. Among the financially significant items that were stolen as part of the storage unit heist was an ultra-rare evil Knievel stunt cycle toys, collectible Chucky movie dolls, Friday the 13th movie action figures, Planet of the Apes movie lunchboxes and a Jaws movie statue valued at $2,400. Jesus Christ. As well as a laundry list. Yes, and with that,
1: statue. I have to assume the culprit must be Earl Ebner. Have you checked his eBay account?
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. The Jaws movie statue actually ended up on <laughs> eBay but was shortly <laughs> taken down before they could actually try to uh, follow up on it.
1: Uh, God damn it, Earl! <laughs> damn it, Earl! Uh,
0: you know he's just gonna try to blame it on his Twitter. right?
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. That that comment from me got a whole lot of likes on the internet this week. It was good stuff. It, was good. <sighs> it is. It's good. Several counts in Jeff Jarrett and Global Wrestling Entertainment's lawsuit against Impact Wrestling parent company Anthem Sports were dismissed this past Monday the 24th, although the actual lawsuit is still continuing. So yeah. That's, that's a thing. Some positive news? I don't think Jeff Jarrett deserves any money. He was selling gold on the side. And pizza. <laughs> and plane tickets. I don't
0: even know. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I don't even know what to
2: think. Uh, of I, don't know. I like know. It's him, like but you, man, you, you gotta I gotta so assume
1: really he like now. signed to WWE just so he could hide. You know what I mean? I'm protected oh, under sure. this shell now. Leave me alone.
0: <laughs> for sure. But nobody nobody is safe when they try to fuck with the crowd when Tito Escondido is wrestling pasty. No, this guy will take it upon himself to make sure the crowd is safe. In fact, at an event titled Bumps and Bruises, Tito was wrestling a match when a woman was being assaulted by a drunk fan in the crowd. Well, our boy Escondido left the ring, apprehended the fan until police were called, and then he went back and finished the match. God bless the ref for not calling. Next week, that's how Ra's going to have a commercial break happen. (laughs) Fan reports actually say that the assaulter was then trying to fight off the police when they showed See, up. See, you can't
1: turn out the lights for <laughs> 90 seconds, folks. <laughs>
0: it's not good. Women get touched uh, up. I, I hope I hope
1: the guy left I'm with glad. some bumps and bruises.
0: I hope he did. And you know what? For a guy I've never heard of, Tito uh huge yes. props to this guy. Yes. This is the man. He's one of my favorite uh, indie wrestlers at this point now because... Good for you. And all pasty, that man came, he fucked with some women, and he left not under his own accord. But here we have some comings and goings, some of their own
1: accord. and That's some not right, there. Fat Mac, International Sensation, Timothy. Timothy Thatcher, Dragon Hatcher, arrives on MLW July 25th at MLW Never Say Never, hosted by the Melrose B- Ballroom in New York City. They like big balls. Woo! Considered one of the most feared and respected scientific grapplers in the sport, Timothy has won championships in the United Kingdom, Germany, and North America. Timothy Thatcher is representing Ringcomp, a German-based wrestling fight team, Thatcher is a versatile, savvy hybrid wrestler, shutting down adversaries on the mat and manipulating their joints with punishing submissions. The six foot three inch Californian proudly represents the Die Mat ist Hlig Rig Kampf ideology. The mat is sacred. Yes. While Thatcher's July 25th match is signed, league officials have yet to disclose who Thatcher will complete, compete against. When this exceptional athlete steps foot in an MLW ring for the first time, I've got my money on Filthy to Tom Lawler. Him. That's oh, the way that would to go, be so right?
0: Awesome! I want to see these two. <laughs> oh yeah, Filthy Tom Lawler, Timothy Thatcher. That's a match. That's a match, and that's setting mm-hmm. up a great feud. So, I'm excited to see him. I'm looking forward to this. I think uh, I I don't know him. I don't know him, and I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I don't really know Ring Kampf. I'm not big on German pro wrestling. Not as much as I should be, I guess. But, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this guy. I, I can't wait to see what he brings to the table. Also reporting to MLW Pasty, at least according to Court Bauer, is South American luchador Zenshi, who is signed with Major League Wrestling and will be making his MLW debut on July 6th in yes, Chicago. Yes, so we got a Jew, uh, we got a German mat grappler and a South American high flyer.
1: That's excellent. But if you think that's good, get this shit. Impact Wrestling what? has signed Dilo Brown to a full-time multi-year deal as a producer. Dilo had been getting excellent reviews for his work in recent months and has built a reputation for being someone who collaborates with talents Rumor has it the Canadian company is in the process of signing another producer as well. D'Lo Brown, man. That's a name I I never thought I'd hear brought up in a fucking major role again.
0: But you know what? The fact that he's willing to collaborate with talent, that's that's that's, huge.
1: Impact's been doing good things, and I think things are going to get better and better for them.
0: They definitely will. But if you think that's good pasty, wait till you hear this. And now just imagine me doing the D'Lo Brown head shake like he used to do.
1: That's how I walk out of my bedroom every morning.
0: A surprise Saturday at River City Con Wrestling was Teddy Long. And he let his long Teddy out, if you know what I mean. (laughs)
1: Long as the river. after he
0: did that, (laughs) he introduced... Austin Gunn, son of WWE Hall of Famer Billy Gunn, as the newest signee of I'm Ring so of Honor. I'm so happy
1: that he's not going to AEW like I had assumed because of nepotism. That's so great. awesome.
0: That is cool. That is cool. we got to keep nepotism away.
1: And it's super awesome that uh, Teddy as Long as can. is announcing people being signed to Ring of Honor. I that think is great. great. Maybe Conrad Thompson should try to get him on StarCast 3.
0: <laughs> so we got MLW making good moves we got Impact Wrestling making great moves behind like the scenes we got Ring of Honor making moves to bring in brand new guys Ooh. this is cool this is great uh, this is positive for the business as a whole yes. uh, but with the positives come the negatives and with the negatives we have to move into yes, the injury and with, and with
1: the negatives comes Jinder Mahal that's what's worse true. or better Depending on your stance, revealed. I never no. like to see anybody
2: hurt. I don't mind right. seeing them off
1: TV. I don't want to Like see I said, depending on, depending on your stance, I, I try to cover the ground for everybody. Right. But- <laughs> revealed over there the weekend that he underwent knee surgery at Andrews Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center in Birmingham, Alabama. Mahal, the former WWE champion, ruptured his patella tendon on June 15th at a WWE live event in Denver, Colorado. Should have went and got some medicinal after that. There's no word yet on when Mahal will be back in action. Not that he was really in action to begin with.
0: (laughs) Just take your time. Just let it heal up. Let it
1: heal up 150%. Come back even more ridiculously fucking pumped up than you were last time.
0: Just take a lot of steroids. You'll be good. Uh, One thing that's not good, Japanese wrestling star Yoshiaki Yatsu had his right leg. That's a fun name to say. Sorry
1: about his leg.
0: Yoshiaki Yatsu. Yoshiaki Yatsu. Sounds like an anime right. Saturday morning show. Ah, I don't know. It's a Yoshiaki Yatsu. Ah. Um. Anyways, uh, Yatsu started as an amateur wrestler in the Olympics, pasty competing in the '76 Olympic Games. He eventually got into pro wrestling, of course, competing in both New Japan and All Japan Pro Wrestling, along with a few brief stints in the United States. He himself was a tag team specialist. Yatsu has won the NWA, NWA International, PWF World, All Japan Pro Wrestling, and IWA World Tag Team titles, all of those tag team titles. He also won the Super World of Sports Tag Team titles, along with the WCCW Television title. One of his biggest moments, in the eyes of American fans at least, was wrestling the Gaijin Hulk Hogan for the then WWF title. He didn't win it, but it is a match that is yeah. finally remembered. We hope the best for Yoshiakiatsu. Yoshiakiatsu, <laughs> and uh God, that should be his entrance music.
1: <laughs> Let's write him a song. We'll debut it here on Beastix Podcast.
0: Um. But we do, we do. I can't, I can't help but uh um,
1: And you can just do the rumbo to it, or the fucking conga line. Yoshi, Atsu, Yaku. Yoshi, atzi, yatsu.
0: I can't help but make comparisons to uh, Kamala, who has also been battling with diabetes and has lost yeah. both legs. And, um, and has lost all ability to, to uh, honestly make a living, which is, which is sad. And this goes back to the uh, whole retirement fund that we kind of talked about with Alberto El Patron, where there, there is no retirement fund. There is no health insurance and uh, everything that Kamala has gone through has been help from friends, families, and um, kickstarters and, and internet fundraising and stuff like that, which is just, just sad and pathetic. When you think of Kamala being a, a huge part of, of NWA Smoky Mountain, WCW, WWF. He was in main events in all of those places. And when he gets sick and loses a leg, he's got nothing.
1: Yeah, it's really rough.
0: I rock rough and stuff with do
1: Still, Stoner thought of the week: if it's all Japan pro wrestling, then shouldn't it be some Japan pro wrestling too, instead of New Japan? All new Japan, movies. some Japan.
0: But New Japan came after all Japan, so it was the new Japan pro yeah, wrestling.
1: But, okay, I guess. There you go. So if a new one comes, do they have to change their name to Old Japan Pro Wrestling? Newer? One new one was new. Just called
0: Noah. I think he <laughs> was I think he was really into the <laughs> old testament. Uh,
1: That's
0: my understanding. Somebody who isn't into the new the Old Testament Impact Wrestling. What? I don't know. And now moving along seamlessly before we get into the Impact Slam Anniversary predictions, the Impact Bash at the
1: Brewery results. Yes, Bash at the Brewery, the official pre-show of Impact Slam <laughs> where our picks that we gave you last week matter 0
0: 0. Because they basically changed the whole lineup. <laughs> but, that's the way it is. And not only that, if you're wondering, well, how do they even know the results? They said they're taping on the 4th, and it is the 5th when that came out. Well, because we're adding this in. Just for you, the listeners.
1: On the 6th. Let's we're, just really confuse them. We're, just, we're taking time
0: out of our long weekend
1: to do something for y'all. Yeah, wouldn't be patriotic of us if we didn't.
0: But in all honesty, we're not going to have a lot to say about this. A, again, not even the same results as uh, what we predicted. And B, it, it's basically a, a, a glorified house show. It is on Fight TV for $10 if you want to go out and order it. If. If. If We you didn't
1: want fall to. under that category this time, folks.
0: Uh, not with Slammiversary coming up tomorrow no. or tonight.
1: We don't, yeah, don't think know team? that. Google tells me both. <laughs>
0: So uh, I'll just let, keep
1: my eyes peeled.
0: Let's just get this on the way, then, Pasty. It started out yes, with the yes. radicals defeating Andy Dalton, Matthew Palmer, and Steve O'Reno.
1: Andy Dalton—is that Dalton Castle?
0: That is not Dalton Castle. Damn it! I'm sorry. Neither Steve is Matthew O'Reno. Palmer. Matthew what a Perry. horrible name that is. <laughs>
1: that is bad. <laughs> Steve O'Reno, and it's not even Steve O from Jackass. It's just like,
0: I don't know this guy, but it sounds like a very 80s gimmick. I'm Steve reno <laughs>
1: Steve Steve-O-Reno. The Steve matic is his finisher. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so, good. I'm glad the Rascals uh, won that one. I, of course, uh, well, I'm not going to say who I'm picking for Slammiversary because we haven't recorded that yet. Or we have, but it hasn't aired yet on while yes. you're listening to you, this. You, so we know.
1: Just, you don't. I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> We've ripped a hole in the space-time continuum here, folks. It's scary.
0: <laughs> Up next, we got my man Fallaba defeating Anthony Andrews to retain his RCW Heavyweight Championship title.
1: Funny enough, Fall on Balls is the exact same way I was born.
0: Fall on Balls. <laughs> I like that. Yes. Up next, we had a match that was supposed to be Jordan Grace versus Jessica Havoc. Sue Young ended up interfering in it, causing a disqualification. And as if Impact Wrestling has been watching WWE the last couple weeks, they said, Fuck it, let's restart it as a tag match.
1: <laughs> Quick, get a commercial in.
0: <laughs> so so that brought us to Rosemary and Jordan Grace defeating Sue Young and Jessica Havoc in what I assume was an awesome match. That's just four four ladies I love to watch wrestle. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you gotta assume that would be a great one. God, I'd almost rather if Jordy and Grace was in the the four way at Slammiversary.
0: rather than Taya. Yes, but then the but then the title's not on the line.
1: Or are we Who just stripping cares? it from Taya?
0: And just yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: just whatever. <laughs> vacate it quick.
0: I love Jordan Grace. She is awesome. Yeah, she is a gorgeous woman. Oh my god, and a great worker, and great an work. awesome worker. All four of these women are awesome workers. Uh, talking about awesome workers, we also had Rich Swan, Willie Mack, and Tessa Blanchard defeat the boys of OVE Ohio versus Everything. But very nice. The win actually came from Tessa Blanchard hitting the Magnum on Dave Chris and taking the pin. So moving into uh, her Slammiversary match coming up, she's got some momentum on her side.
1: So not to be that guy, but is this the new Titus Worldwide? <laughs>
0: I hope not.
1: I mean, obviously they'll be better off. but Yeah,
0: Titus Worldwide was like a C gimmick. <laughs> and these guys are all at least, well, Rich, I'd say Willie Mack is maybe a B player, but Rich Swann and Tessa Blanchard are A players at Impact.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I'll give them that. But, you know, maybe this is what Titus Worldwide could have
1: been. If he wouldn't have tripped. <laughs> <laughs> ruined it for everybody Tav. damn him and his low arches
0: <laughs> those
1: long fucking legs spaghetti noodles ah. uh, then we had a three way
0: Michael Elgin taking on Moose and Eddie Edwards where Michael Elgin won uh, they're really pushing the old Elgi boy Elgi I'm not a big Elgi fan but they sure are pushing pushing, pushing
1: pushing Moose Moose needs to get a good win here coming up soon.
0: He needs kind. He, I think he needs a gimmick change. I don't know what it would be. I'm not. The, I'm not saying I have a good idea, but elk. <laughs> he just comes out as too generic. the moose. moose, moose. I just
1: no one syllable names don't work for me, and moose definitely. It's just like, so what? You're gonna stare at me and chew cud dumbly across the pond? Is that your gimmick? Moose, moose, moose. Yeah.
0: Then we had The North actually defeating LAX in a tag team title match to become the new Impact Tag Team Champions. This is wow. this is probably the biggest news coming out of here going into Impact Slam Anniversary.
1: Yeah. Yep. And we'll get into that a little bit more coming up. But yeah, I did not expect this to happen. I don't even know who The North are. But Yeah.
0: Well, you said you looked them up and you weren't impressed with them. No,
1: it. definitely not impressed. I mean, that's to come.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, that is that is to come. Although <laughs> it is a Josh from the North. I thought you would be all over it, you know? Yeah. But maybe you just feel insulted. I, I,
1: he doesn't represent me
0: well. He could be your doppelganger.
1: <laughs> yeah, we look so so similar, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, something else I wasn't expecting, pasty, was the outcome of this main event.
1: Yeah. Rob Van Dam defeating Sammy Callahan.
0: And uh, from what I've read of the action, it didn't seem like there was really any shenanigans on Rob Van Dam's end. It actually seemed like uh, OVE came out and uh, took after Sammy's, or, you know, uh, helped out Sammy's. So, obviously, this is just a house show. This doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot. Was there
1: stipulation on this match at all? Like, was it hardcore? No stip. Um, It could have,
0: I mean, it could have been hardcore but they uh, restarted that the match as a day.
1: hardcore match
0: <laughs> you never know it's got to uh, have that real sports feel <laughs> i wish i could have just been at the brewery that's what bothers uh, me. i would have loved to just right. had some drinks and watch this shit go down that would have been that would have been just cool oh no I, i'm gonna take it back pacey it is an extreme rules match okay I
1: that makes more sense that makes a lot more sense it was an extreme rules match. so rob so. van dam probably had some help too no. No.
0: No, he didn't. Dang. Nope, he ended up. Um, he hit a. Uh, Seems like a perfect van.
1: place for Bully Ray and fucking. Uh, Tommy uh, Dreamer? Yeah. There you <laughs>
0: go. Nope, it looks like. Um, it looks like Dave Christ came out. Jake Christ came out. RVD at the end hit a. Uh, Death Valley driver on. Oh, no, Sammy hit a Death Valley driver on RVD, but he ended up hitting a Van Terminator, five-star fl- frog splash, and got the
1: win. All right. Well, they're doing what I was hoping they weren't wouldn't do, and that's pushing Rob Van Dam as a winner and not somebody just to get talent over.
0: Yeah, but, you know, on a house show, that's not bad. Yeah. On a house show, typically the, right, the, the faces go over to begin with. Typically, yeah, and the you people want to see the... Rob win. Not everybody's
1: yeah. as cynical as I am
0: so as long as as long as this doesn't go on through storyline I'm not upset about it um, I could definitely see this on a house show being something like that but you know going forward we hope that he's not the pinnacle even though I love him I love him and he's great and I don't mind him winning sometimes yeah you can't have him job all the time I wouldn't want to see that for RVD either <laughs> then he might as well just not even be there
1: he can go to WWE for that
0: yeah, and then it wouldn't mean yeah. nothing when anybody beat him, so that would be pointless. But, um, So there you are, again, for Pasty and uh, Mac. There are no winners or losers for us because they just threw the whole damn thing out the window, started over again, which is all right. The card looks like it's a good card. Yes. Um, I'm going to continue to try to find somewhere to watch it. Maybe if I hit the lottery, I'll drop 10 bucks down on Fight to Watch it, but either way... Anything more to say, Pasty, before we get into our Impact anniversary predictions? Mm,
1: nah, let's just snap into it. Well, we oh boy, yeah. Um, I guess uh, Sammy Callahan versus Tessa Blanchard was pretty Old Testament. <laughs> that's, that's pretty Old yeah. Testament shit right there.
0: Pasty, it has been 17 years since TNA slash Impact Wrestling debut.
1: That's crazy. They've been around way longer Actually, than anybody ever gave them credit for.
0: And, and to this people day, are still saying, to this yeah, day people it's still dying. sit and talk yeah. about how no, they're, they're going to die. And it's like, no, these fuckers they, aren't going anywhere. They're somebody, like herpes. Somebody, somebody, like them
1: somebody not, brought over there. Vince's genetics and injected it into the company. And So, yeah, we're we're, we're, we're stuck with it forever, for better or worse.
0: You know, we mentioned this a while ago, and this was when it happened. But to be honest, TNA Impact Wrestling, in its form, has actually lasted longer than the actual WCW ever lasted. That's not including the NWA legacy, so you can argue that. But to be fair, Impact started as NWA also, so we're not including their NWA legacy. So if you count when TNA started until now, to when WCW started... They had, like, 10 years. Uh, 89. I, I think it was 10 years. About 89 to 99, if not 88 to nine,
2: 99.
0: 2000. They went to 2000. But, yeah, so, wow. Who would have ever thought they'd last longer than WC? Yeah, that's
1: it's crazy. Good for them, though. And they're not going no. anywhere. No, I don't think so. If they didn't die under, under what's-her-face, they're, they're never dying. Dixie Carter. Mixy farter.
0: So pasty, um, this is going to be fun because you have at least not let me know who your picks yeah. are on any of these. So I'm I'm as interested uh, as so anyone. am I. <laughs> we start this out with a four way tag team championship match. The champions LAX Ortiz and Santana are taking on the North, who is Ethan Page. And yeah, Josh I finally Alexander. saw a picture of the North. I don't feel
1: well represented by them.
0: <laughs> they're also taking on the rascals Desmond Xavier and Trey Miguel and uh, Os Aston versus, and Willie Mack Os Aston yes. and Willie Mack the
1: real A-double
0: I screwed up the last tag too. yeah Os Aston or Ace Austin sometimes known. uh pasty out of these four individuals who do you believe is walking away with gold?
1: L-A-X or is winning the
0: match Hmm.
1: LAX yep, it's you a, got winning the match. Odds are stacked you against them, them, but I love them.
0: I want to say this: I uh, up until thirty seconds ago, I didn't know who I was going to pick for this. But I will say that I've heard rumblings that, uh, is it Ring of Honor is trying to sign LAX. I think it's Ring of Honor. Hey,
2: yeah, uh, there, there's two ways so to look good. at it.
0: There's two ways to look at it. Either Impact Wrestling is going to try to keep LAX happy by keeping the titles on them, or I guess there's three ways of looking at it. Or Impact Wrestling is going to say, oh shit, they might be leaving, let's take the titles off of them. I guess the third way of thinking is Impact Wrestling says, we're going to continue with the storyline we had, and we're not going to let Ring of Honor define our product. Which would be the Mm -hmm. smart way to go. Um, Rascals are making moves, making noise, making a name for themselves. I'm going with Rascals. So you got LAX, right. I got Rascals. It's going
1: to be a good match, though. It's a fatal oh, four way. Yeah. It's going to be, be no rules, and LAX is a lot of fun when there's no rules. Uh huh. Yeah, so did you see the build up to this next match, this intergender match? That's Tessa Blanchard versus Sammy Callahan.
0: Oh my God. I'm so oh, excited. He this did not pull
1: anything. i not going to lie. Uh, I hope Tony Khan wasn't watching. I don't think his pussy could handle it. But I just, de- what was <laughs> it I just was That was to, super was dead air. Holy sorry, shit! I'm sorry, I thought, am I thought am was I about good, to be assassinated I'm, I'm or something? Like, uh, <laughs> did I say the ultimate <laughs> wrong thing here? <sighs> no, I, I loved it. I thought that was great. I was just letting you tell your point. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is your point over? It, it was fucking Sammy hit her hard in the gut with that fucking bat
0: no I thought it, I thought it was awesome I love it yeah I think she can handle it and I got no problem with
1: and I mean nucleus. Sammy Callahan is always great for seeking nuclear heat and I don't think he could get much more nuclear than this
0: Sammy Callahan is just always great you could put a period there but you were right nuclear heat oh he lives for that that's like his heroine like that's him yeah. chasing the dragon he always wants to do one up one more something else oh it's
1: going to be so much fun watching tessa blandstreet kick his fucking ass um
0: and you know what um i agree that's that's my pick i can't see with this build up unless they're going to do like a, a bad like, finish uh, where he Unless they're going to do, like, a rubber match where they have Tessa win or Sammy win one, Tessa win one, and then go to a rubber match, which, by the way, I'm all for 100%. And if you do that, you should have Sammy Callahan win the first match. Uh, But nonetheless, I'm just going to say that Tessa represents the women and gets the win here.
1: Yep. Yep. As much as Sammy Callahan is a great heel, he's a top guy, I think he has no problem losing to Tessa Blanchard.
0: I don't think he does personally, No. You know, his character would, yes. But I think him himself, no way. He's all for it. And this helps build Tessa. This could, Tessa is is just... She's getting skyrocketed to the moon. I don't see what can stop this girl. She has... She has the talent. She has the charisma. She has the look. Now, she isn't your uh, Barbie doll supermodel looking woman. But she also isn't... She... Um, she
1: she looks like a wrestler
0: She looks like a female wrestler she, like She's female built wrestler.
1: Like a professional She's got the looks to sell it And she is An amazing performer She's She's honestly and My top woman In pro wrestling Currently
0: It's hard to argue that and I I can hardly go without talking about Tessa without reminding our listeners her fathers are Tully Blanchard and Magnum TA two of the fucking best in the 80s and go back and watch the Blanchard Magnum TA I Quit match you will not be disappointed two of the best
1: keep AEW away from her impact as far away as you can yes sure WWE too for just sure. just um, <laughs> just keep
0: oh. yeah she... we all thought she was going to end up WWE yeah. with her lineage but no, no i think I think, I think if she stays with impact point. forever
1: that's great for everybody i think
0: um she could be the next
1: gail kim that just represents uh-huh. impact you know i think she's too good though for sure just going to point that out I-, I give impact a lot of credit but they're still at the bottom of my rung when it comes to wrestling, I'm gonna watch.
0: I think they're above Ring of Honor right now, which is those two are, are, are dancing yes, down. Those the low the hanging fruit.
1: fruit. They're the two the lowest pair. At the bottom. Pat
0: just neck. they're the lowest pair, just hoping to come off. Yeah. You know what I,
1: mean? I just think off of off of brand recognition, I'd rather watch Ring of Honor, even though they probably don't have the best roster right now. But yeah.
0: Um, speaking of low oh, hanging fruit,
1: yeah. we got Moose. Oh, God. And
0: he's taking on the whole effing show,
1: yeah. Rob Van Moose better win this one, because... Uh, I'm sure Rob can still yeah, go. So. But, I mean, I watch Tommy Dreamer matches. And anybody who came up in his kind of time frame should probably consider stopping to wrestle about now. Especially coming from ECW, you did too much on your body when you were younger. And I haven't seen Rob Van Dam in a while, but I'm not excited to see him now. So,
0: well, let's put it this way, Pasty. He's younger than Christopher Daniels.
1: <laughs> yeah, you
0: know what I mean. Um. No, I, I agree. I love Rob Van Dam. I love him way better than Moose. And in fact, as far as wrestling in the ring, I would rather watch Rob Van Dam than Moose.
1: If you're going to have Rob Van but Dam back in Impact, what, what you need Rob to do Van is put Dam him Dam with a do? fucking heel faction. Have him join OVW. Well, what Rob Van
0: Dam sh- should do is OV, he should.
1: OVE. He sorry.
0: OVW, uh, yes. OVE. Obviously, he can't. Uh, but what he should do is he should. Make the, the new up and comer or the younger up and comer look good. So he should lose to Moose. I'm picking Moose. Over he is Ohio versus everything. You need to okay, find fine.
1: But what you know what I'm saying, though.
0: Imagine. They, got, they got 25% of the people
1: of Ohio in <laughs> that group. Imagine if if uh, Rob Van Dam would have been in Aces and Eights or in um, um, Beer Money. Or no, no. What was the faction when AJ Styles and Beer Money and all that was running around? Fortune, yeah, something like that put him in a top-heel faction, and that would be an interesting way to view Rob Van Dam for the millionth time, and I don't think he has anything to offer anymore. Everything he can do, we've seen too many times.
0: And by the way, I was just listening to something. I just have to mention this right now. I don't remember what I was watching and or listening. They were talking about one of the worst things out of... uh, TNA was aces and eights. Oh my god, that was one of the best things they. I ever really wasn't watching at, loved at that aces point. I love aces and eights.
1: I did catch a lot of the Fortune stuff though.
0: But at least, oh yeah, you, like, yeah, heard yep, of aces yep. and eights and know about it. And like, it was making yep. noise. And I making mean, moves. Bully
1: Ray just alone. Fuck. Fuck yeah.
0: Yeah, that created the Bully Ray character. That alone should give. Anyways, another match I'm super looking forward to, as opposed to the Moose and <laughs> Rob Van Dam, is the four-way Monsters Ball Knockout Fuck Championship yeah. match. And, Pasty, believe it or not, next month we're going to have a longer name for a fucking <laughs> match in a WWE pay-per-view. Not going to spoil it and say what it is, but four-way Monsters Ball Knockout Championship match is not the longest that we're going to have this fucking month.
2: Ooh. Ooh.
0: Anyways, the champion Taya Valkyrie, of course, is defending her title against Rosemary, Sue Young, and Jessica Havoc. All four of these women can fucking go in a hardcore match. Like this was this. A lot of times they have a monsters ball match, and there's like one or two that just don't fit it, or maybe only one that fits it. So this is gonna. This don't match don't.
1: better have some crazy ass broken shit in it.
0: Yeah, the fact that Taya Valkyrie <laughs> is probably the least. <laughs> Monsters Although she's got the
1: most mass, and she's like, a yeah, yeah, she's a yeah. big she brutal fits woman. This.
0: Like the fact yep. that she's the least is it tells you that this is going to be a, <laughs> it should should yeah. be a yeah. hell of a match.
1: I gotta go uh, with. uh... I'm are picking you first okay? Here. Okay, fine. I'll let I'm you do that. I pick first here.
0: Damn it! Damn it! Paste it back off. Um, if I'm going with who I want to win. I'm going Sue Young. If I'm going with who I think should win, that's what I'm going with, I think. There's a lot of... Any of these women, you could make an argument for who should win. But I'm going to say Jessica Havoc, who uh, almost gets underrated as far as a woman's Yeah, respect. she's
1: at the bottom of the rung when I it comes her, to if her I'm her ranking game. the women in this match. I think she's... The least likely,
0: yeah, which is horrible because she is so amazing. So I, I gotta, I gotta give Havoc her due. She's the underdog, but I think she gains the all most right
1: from this. I'm going with Su Young because, yeah, <laughs> yep. Because how do you
0: not? Su Young would be my number one go-to for sure. If I wasn't picking Jessica, I'm yeah. picking Su Young. I love Su Young. I got nothing negative ever to say about that woman. Ever, 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 ever. Uh, X Division Championship is up next. Pacey, and probably two of the best guys in this day and age that exist in Impact Wrestling that you could want to be representing your X Division. Rich Swan defending his title against is Rich Johnny Swan Impact.
1: heel in Impact too, or is that just MLW?
0: Rich Swan is is more of the face. Johnny okay. Impact is more of the heel.
1: That helps sway my decision somewhat, I suppose. That helps. Uh, mm, uh, I'm going to go with Rich Swan. I think, still. Yes. Okay. Shawnee, boy. mean you think about it, Rich Swan is the newer guy. Johnny Impact has been around for a long time. And if I pick Johnny Impact, I feel like I'd have to go back and pick Taya Valkyrie to win. Because I think there are a couple... And with the Becky and Seth shit going on, I think they people are going to want to push couples just because it's the thing to do for the week.
0: And to be fair, I just personally, especially in Impact Wrestling, but just in general, I see Johnny Impact more as a World Champion contender than an Impact or than an X Division contender. Um, Rich Swan definitely deserves it. Yep. He's a great representative, but. I think Pasty, not Pasty. I call Johnny Impact Pasty.
1: He's not very Pasty. Wow. Though. He's pretty tan. Have you have you ever he's seen Johnny pasty. Impact? <laughs> he's the anti-Pasty. Anti-pasto. <laughs> oh, I
0: don't know why I called him Pasty. I, I think Johnny Impact wins this, and I think he's going to use the X Division.
1: He is kind of Pasty um, standing
2: next to Rich One.
0: That's tr- that is true I'm not watching Impact as much as I should but I must. I think they still have the trade in your X Division title for a title shot because we just had one not too long ago and I think Impact is going to use it for a title shot against the world champion so I think Impact wins this one I think Taya loses hers but Johnny wins his and they still stay as a power couple Which leads us to the Impact World Heavyweight Championship match. Pasty, they call him Cage, Brian Cage. Um, you know Lucha Underground's been gone for a while, and I still just, I just gotta give <laughs> him that name. They call him Cage. What was the worst thing. Lucha it Underground sounds like do? it well, sounds almost like almost an
1: entrance you'd get for your creator wrestler in like a early two thousands wrestling. Right. Game.
0: They call him. <laughs> Um, so they call him Brian Cage versus Michael Elgin. Basty, I really think they're pushing Michael Elgin. Is this going
1: to be the I good one, got, then? Think, That's the question. Do we get the good one?
0: I let me, let me put it this way, Basty. I'm not a big fan of... I like Cage, but he's still he's still just missing one thing. I'm still not sold on Elgin. I still have not found a great Elgin match. I still think they're pushing Elgin. I'm going Michael
1: Elgin. Uh how long has Brian Cage had this championship? <laughs>
0: I just don't know. I can look it up for you. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't I don't know.
1: I don't know. I know Cage is fucking he's he's the Brock Lesnar of Impact, isn't he? Basically. Oh, uh,
0: well. He's rippling. You know, he moves like a luchador. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, other than the fact that he can do a moonsault beautifully standing. He can do a sunset
2: flip standing. I want to see Brock do that. Yeah, he's amazing.
1: No, I don't. I don't want to see Brock die. I don't want to see Brock wrestle, but
2: yeah. Um,
0: He has been Impact Champion. (laughs) Um. April twenty. Oh,
1: not that long. Cage. Yeah, cage. Well, three months. Okay. You're going yeah. cage. I'm going album. This
0: should be a good one. I'll I wouldn't
1: have... be surprised if you're right. But I thought
0: I had a. I thought I had a good tiebreaker for this, and I can't think of it right now. Basically, can you? I actually, of a good
1: as we were going through it, I was thinking, what if um. Maybe one of the women is attacked ahead of time and taken out of the four-way match.
0: Okay, so yeah, becomes three-way. I don't know, or 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 are we being
1: replaced? Uh, becomes three-way. I'll even take the yes. I don't think we're going to a tiebreaker on this one, but I don't think we are either. The way that we're right. Sometimes
0: you never know. Uh, Pasty says it becomes a three-way, so I'll say no, it doesn't. Um, alright, and now that we got the anniversary predictions, uh, actually, no, I want to do the, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit it so that the Bash of the Brewery is first, so Alright. Yeah. Because it happened first, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> So let's go. To our All side. right. Yes, folks. We've been slammed week after week with predictions and results for pay-per-views, and it just goes to prove we are living in the golden age of wrestling. Everywhere you look, there's an amazing show to see, and every time you turn around, there's just more and more.
0: It's the best time to be a professional wrestling fan. Our next show, Pasty. We're going to have two more shows to have predictions for. Oh, boy. Three more. Possibly. (laughs) We haven't decided yet.
1: Yes. Yes, last year was the summer of other, and this year is the summer of holy shit. (laughs) Motherfucker! I like that. (laughs) (sighs) Well, I guess there comes to be a time where we must say goodbye for the week, folks.